My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of GeekPod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, Paul, what's got me geeked this week is I went yesterday and I finally bought an adult trash can. Okay, this is where I would edit in crickets if we had them. Um, an adult trash can. Okay. My uh, entire life, you know, uh, as you're growing up, you're young, whenever you move into a new place, you buy a house, whatever, you go to the dollar store, you get the cheapest stuff you possibly can. That's how it always works. And as over time, you instead of, you know, the cheap toaster, you buy a nice toaster. Instead of the cheap coffee maker, you, you buy one that, you know, brews your coffee at a specific time. Well, I've always had these cheap, old, falling apart trash cans. And from our old house to uh, the one we bought uh, almost three years ago now, we still had the same garbage cans. Holes in the bottom, I need two garbage cans to carry all the garbage out. It's just always a pain in the ass. Yesterday, actually my wife purchased it, I did not. We bought a 68 gallon, full size, with a flip cover and wheels garbage can. Now that seems like a silly thing, but I gotta tell you, uh, first of all, I think it's, it's growing up, finally getting a real can that can hold all of your trash, okay? <laughs> Uh, it's going to make my life easier. I went, I painted our address on the side. I was like, wow, this is what normal people do. You know, usually people get to this point before they're, you know, 38 years old. Um, I'll tell you though, that really wasn't my what's got me geeked. But oh, that did happen yesterday. You. I am pretty excited about the garbage can when yes, I went you out. Be. We when, have one of those too. Oh, isn't it great? Oh, great. I could actually almost fit inside it. And no, I don't want you to make me prove that. <laughs> I actually, I think I could fit inside mine. When we went to the store, um, my uh, four-year-old goes, "Daddy, what are we doing?" I'm like, "Well, we're going to get, we're getting a garbage can big enough for you to live in." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, you're four now. It's time for you to move out on your own. We're going to start you small. If you you do well with the the garbage can, we'll get you some a place bigger, your own apartment or." something something and she just <laughs> it was funny she ran with it um but now what really has me excited uh, is even though i did a uh, cackle when i threw the first bag of garbage in there my neighbors think i'm crazy um you saw it when we were at power con we didn't really talk about it because you know i couldn't pull it out there but uh um my new my new mod uh, everyone knows that i, I vape and uh, i picked this up currently now there is a uh, doctor who tardis wrap on the outside of it but what i picked up was uh, something called the uh and can I taste MVP 3.0 Pro Edition? And why I'm excited about this thing um, isn't because anything I've had before wasn't you know a really good unit. Uh, this device has a 4,500 milliamp battery in it, which is probably bigger than your phone. Probably. Okay? All right, it's a huge battery. Literally, I've gone two days on this thing. That's awesome. And and it still was in mid power, you know. So I, I didn't probably didn't need to charge it. 
Uh, what I like about that is I, I was, I mean, I, you saw me, I used to carry around extra batteries and all that, you know, I was always having to flip stuff around. Don't have to worry about that anymore. There's also a little cable on the bottom uh, that you can pull out that will charge your phone. It has a standard uh, micro USB. Uh, there's enough juice in this thing to charge up, you know, say a Galaxy S5 a couple times. So, I, I know it seems like a silly thing, it's not comic book related, but I absolutely love this because I finally have a vaping uh, mod that I can just charge it up at night when I'm sleeping and then I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to bring batteries with me wherever I go. Uh, it feels le like less of a hassle. Nice. So if anybody out there is vaping, uh, check out the MVP Pro, uh, Pro 3.0 uh, edition. It's a six, it fires up to 60 watts. If you vape, you'll know what that means. I know you're looking at me like you don't know what that means. The other thing about it is because it fires so high, uh, the new current trend in vaping is sub-ohm vaping, which I'm not going to go into right now, but I really wanted to get a device that was capable of regular and sub-ohm because I, I want to dabble in that, but I don't know if I'm going to like it, and I didn't want to spend 80 bucks on a unit that that was too powerful that I couldn't go back to regular, regular over 1-ohm vaping, uh, just because, I mean, that would be a waste of money. So this is a very versatile unit. If you're into this kind of thing, I think you should check it out. Outstanding. I, I don't know much about it, but I'm thinking there's got to be a segment of our friends out there who are listening that probably do. Or if there partake. are people that have questions about it. Uh, you know, I've been smoke-free for three years now, so uh, we can't get people to respond to us uh, <laughs> in regards to the actual content. But if anybody has questions, I would be happy to help because... Uh, I think it's uh, important that all of our listeners not get lung cancer. I would appreciate yeah, that. And not die at 45. Yep. So if you're a smoker and you've thought about vaping, but you've tried one of those cheap units from the drugstore or a blue cigarette, and you're like, oh, this this doesn't seem like the real thing, uh, let me promise you, there is something out there that does simulate the real thing so that you can get past that initial, this isn't like smoking. There are devices that will do that. But the tobacco companies put out things like blue. I believe that's um, an R.J. Reynolds a tobacco company owns blue e-cigs. Um, I think part of the reason they're not all that great is because they really don't want you doing that. Right. They want you to stick with traditional tobacco, so they put out a crappy product and they advertise the heck out of it, and you go, you know what, vaping isn't really for me, and then you never go back and try it again. You know, all I can say is the day I got my first uh, mod three years ago, um, September, um, I've never had a cigarette since, not once, not even when drinking, not anything not even tempted. So um, I'd really like to save some lives if I could. There. And now, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a hold of me uh, at uh, hugh at geekpod.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me on the Facebook page. Uh, uh, we also have our uh, our Facebook group, I believe it's called, uh, the Geek Pod's Legion of Geeks. Lots of different ways to get a hold of me. Um, just drop me a line. I'd be happy to, to give you some information and point you in the right direction. And to shift gears on you, did you notice we got a new member and the Legion of Geeks. I, you know, the Facebook Pages Manager told me that, but I don't know if you've ever played with that application. But it, it, it is so difficult to navigate. I couldn't figure out who it was. I only know specifically who it was because I got the alert asking if it was uh, if they could be approved for membership. Okay. And that is Resurrection's very own Al Sedano has joined our group. All right. So thank you, Al. Welcome Thanks, Al. to the group. And um, we're hoping one day to get you on mic with us. That very soon, hopefully. Awesome. So I, I was I was just pretty geeked about that. That is pretty cool. Um, so now that I've stepped off my soapbox, Paul, what has you geeked? Mine also has to do with the retail purchase. 
It's a retail purchase that I was extremely excited to make, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be there for the unveiling of. Really? Madison, the oldest of the overlords, now owns two Star Wars figures. Really? I, I found she, she's been dying for an Ezra Bridger, who is the young kid from the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. Dying. Keeps asking if, if she can have a toy of the blue-haired boy. That's what she <laughs> calls him. It was creepy for a while until I, I figured out what she was talking about. So, uh, I walked into a Walmart to find not only an Ezra Bridger, as well as a Kanan Jarrus. Uh, it took me a minute to remember his name. Both hanging on the shelf. And uh, I was quite relieved because I wasn't sure they were still making Rebels figures right now yeah. because of all the Force Awakens stuff. They're actually on Force Awakens packaging. So I immediately snatched them up and um, they are being distributed while they are with their grandfather today while we're doing the recording. So I'm not even there for the unboxing of it. Yeah. So I'm sure she's going to be ridiculously excited. I noticed that Walmart looks like Star Wars Central these days. I'm digging it. It's like back in the early 90s at Hills. I saw cookie jars. I saw a Death Star planetarium. That's freaking cool. Yeah, it projects stuff all over. And one of those little marble games that looks like the Death Star. I, just, I was just like, holy crap. They have everything. I think Micro Machines are back. They have Star Wars Micro Machines. Wow. There. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's great uh, for Star Wars. I mean, this this big resurgence. And, and the, the key to that really is getting the, the kids involved. Because, I mean, while you and I may spend more money on larger things... I mean, they're the ones that are, are they're going to replace us. And if Disney wants to turn this back into a Star Wars empire, they're doing exactly what they need to do. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, then, you're talking everything. All the lightsabers are back out. My wife keeps looking at the lightsaber with the cross, and she's like, what the hell do they need the things on the side for? They're going to kill themselves. Right. It does not make sense. <laughs> now, interestingly, there's a company, and I, I do not know the name of the company, so I can't tell you who it was. Um, but just yesterday, um, they were talking about, they're releasing uh, a new kind of lightsaber toy. Well, it's not really a toy. Um, I mean, the low-end one costs like 230 bucks. High-end is like 8000 But uh, they've said, hey, there's two kinds of lightsabers out there. They're the ones that light up, which are super fragile. Mm-hmm. And then those are the ones you can actually play with, which are the foam ones. But you don't get them both together. And, you know, if you've ever tried to play with a pool noodle, um, <laughs> you see they fall apart. What they've done is they've created this really strong foam, and they've... Uh, put these super powerful LED lights inside it so they not only do they light up and have sound and everything but you can actually use them which is something that we haven't really had before cool that is pretty cool no we've had the flimsy cheap telescoping plastic ones that had a small like flashlight in them yeah that's the one I remember having as a kid okay Uh, as a college student (laughs) um yeah they're just such neat stuff uh I'm guessing that we're this is only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, I mean, it's just going to get bigger. The, the fact that Walmart it has turned into Star Wars Central too tells you that uh, whatever they're doing is successful because Walmart always follows the trends um, so that they can make the most money because the Waltons are in desperate need of money. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's it's clearly working. So the marketing machine is in full um, full gear. Uh, is there a part of you part of that that bothers you, Paul, at all? Just because. You know we're gonna see stuff like the Star Wars license to things that don't belong. It's gonna seem like a sellout. I mean, does that bother you? Or at this age, are you happy 
so happy to see a resurgence in something you love that you can overlook that. It's the latter. I'm definitely happy to see it out there, especially now seeing it through Madison's eyes because she is into it. She's really digging Star Wars now, and it's all stemming from those little golden books. Yeah. We started with that. I got her hooked on that. Went rolled into Rebels, which is a really freaking cool show. You've got to see that. I'm telling you. I, you know, I've made it through part of the first episode. Um, this is a story. I'll let you finish what you're saying, and then I'll, I'll t- talk about that. We uh, we haven't finished the first season either because well, Verizon must have caught on to us and turned off our Disney XD on-demand access because we don't actually don't subscribe to Disney XD. So mm-hmm. we, we, we couldn't watch it anymore. But she was really digging that, and she latched on to Princess Leia through the Little Golden Books, and this culminated in this past Sunday where we had to keep Madison up late for a, a medical procedure the next day. And... Uh, my wife went off to bed early because she's the one that would have to get back up with her in the middle of the night to wake her up. And uh, so I'm trying to find something to do to keep her awake. I said, hey, you want to watch Star Wars? <laughs> Madison says, yeah, yeah, I do. So I sat down with my five-year-old and we watched A New Hope. Wow. Yes, she, she was all about it. The movie finishes and I get her tucked into bed and she looks at me and says, Daddy? said, yes, honey, I'm expecting you. I love you. I want a lightsaber. <laughs> I said, I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking for those little golden books. I can't find them. They're, they're disappearing now. I, I was finding them at Wegmans. They're gone. Yeah, I wanted to get them for my daughter. Uh, but we did watch uh, A New Hope a couple weeks ago with, with all the kids because I'm trying to get them into it. And I, I mean, Avery, when I tried to get her to watch uh, Rebels... That's why we didn't get through the whole thing, because she got distracted. And then she watched pretty much all of... Uh, wait, was that with her? She might have actually... My wife and her might have been gone. I don't remember if she saw that. Um, I know the older ones did. What I do know is this morning, before I left to come here, uh, Rebels comes on Disney XD, and all of a sudden you hear her go, It's the second part of Star Wars! And she got all excited, and she sits down on the couch and starts watching it. When I left, she was watching Star Wars Rebels, so I, I don't know what's going on there, but... Nice. Hook them when they're young. Yes. (laughs) That is true. Uh, So what do we got on board today, Paul? What are we going to talk about? I don't know if we have some follow-up from PowerCon, anything you want to touch on. We can... I I wouldn't mind getting uh, kind of our look back on it, even though everybody hasn't heard the last two episodes of it yet. That's true. That makes it tough. Yes. Um, This is going to be a breaking point in between them, just because I want this to be topical. Because okay. I'm sure we have some news today. We do. Uh, well, why don't I roll into that? We can touch on some of the PowerCon stuff later. Um, I do have some stuff that I brought to PowerCon that I never... We, actually, pretty much everything I brought to PowerCon we didn't touch on because our guests were so fantastic. And they filled up all the time we had. Uh, so, first of all, I want to thank everybody who sat down with us. Isaac Bidwell, Jeff Watkins, uh, Michael Allen, Fitzgerald, J.G. Hertzler, um, uh, Josh? Josh. Josh from Cloud City. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and murder his last name. uh, And Joe Orsak, that's who I was forgetting. Um, Who, by the way, has some pretty awesome artwork. I picked up a couple of his prints while we were there of some Universal Classic Monsters, and I'm framing them and putting them on my office wall. 
So thank you to all of you because you were all pretty awesome, and we didn't even get to talk about any of the stuff we planned on. No, and that's we, okay. We used absolutely no content of our own there, which was fantastic. <laughs> Actually, it was great. I get to the end of the JG Hertzler interview, and then I have to refer to my notes because I'm pretty sure he answered everything <laughs> that I had to ask him without me asking. And I know we keep saying it; it does sound like we're probably blowing smoke up everybody's ass, but he was awesome. Yeah, he was. He was so much fun to sit down with. I and I mean the man yelled and whooped and hollered and sang uh i just i was like man that was an incredible interview he was it was one for the books for us that was very very memorable that's one of my favorite moments from from the entirety of you Geek know Pod. if we manage to turn geek pod into a thing and someday we're somewhat famous and we get to talk to famous people I almost think that interview would still be hard to tell. Yeah, that's going to be hard to trump. That was he was a blast. I would love to sit down with him every episode. Yeah, or go fishing with him. Yes, <laughs> although I would embarrass myself because I am not a fisherman. I am not much of an outdoorsman at all. <laughs> really, I didn't get that about you. Definitely not. All right, but on to the news. Uh, now, we, as you probably already figured out, we do not have Lana here this week uh, with her rumor segment. And I have struggled a little bit with separating news from rumors, and when we, we had her here, I, I definitely kept a hard line there. Uh, since she's not here, uh, the rumors kind of infected the news, because that's really a lot of what's going on now. I will tell you this, and Paul, if you've got anything to bring up, um, a lot of this is very recent stuff. Uh, a lot has happened since PowerCon, and we didn't really do news we at PowerCon. Yeah. So there's a whole mess of stuff that we've missed so we do apologize if you're actually relying on our podcast for your sole source of news. God, I'm sorry. Yeah, first, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but anyway. All right, so first up, but will he beat Glenn with his Deadwood? Rumor has it that Garrett Dillahunt from Justified and uh, Deadwood has been cast as Negan. Now, uh, I kind of, you know, I took a look. I'm not too familiar with the guy. Uh, I do know a little bit about Deadwood. Uh, I realize that if he was on Deadwood, he certainly has a good grasp of the profanity he's going to need to play Negan <laughs> uh, because that show was very uh, stuck to the gills with profanity. Uh, I guess, you know, I took a look at him. Kind of looks the part. I mean, a lot of people were pulling for John Hamm from uh, Mad Men to be Negan, which you could look and see right off the bat. Without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, I got to think about something The Walking Dead does well. Uh, when they talked about having the governor, everyone was saying they wanted Tom Savini. He looks like the governor. They went with somebody different, and he was awesome. Okay, so I have to wonder. Okay, again, I don't know enough about this guy to his acting to say yes or no. But I mean, he sort of looks okay, and like I said, he has the profanity chops to pull it <laughs> off for sure. So I, I guess I'm wondering what you think, Paul. Are you familiar with the guy? I'm not, and uh, it's disappointing to say that since last Christmas I got the complete series of Deadwood and I haven't even opened it yet. So give me another year or two and I might be able to talk about that. Well, I, I guess I, I put it out to everybody else out there only because I know everyone knows Deadwood was a great show, even if you haven't watched it. I really haven't watched it myself. And Justified, I hear nothing but amazing stuff about it. Same. And yeah. Another one that I, I never got to... Check yeah, out. So I, I'm guessing if he was a part of both of those shows, uh, we might be in good hands. And the reason I bring this up is because they've talked about John Hamm and, Hamm and other people, is because this guy fits the bill of the way they cast people. So I, I almost think this is less of a rumor and more of yeah, this is a done deal. You know, only because he he isn't a household name. 
you know, I don't know if John Hamm is a household name, but I, you hear much him, uh, bigger. Yeah, yeah. This is right in line with the way The Walking Dead casts people. So I'm thinking that this is going to be our Negan, and I want to know if anybody thinks that's a good thing or not. On to the next bit of news. I'm going to need a big breath for this. To boldly go where no show has gone before. Except Daredevil, Orange is the New Black, Hand of God, Transparent, The Man in the High Castle, Jessica Jones, Alpha Ho House, House of Cards, Sense8, Narcos, Arrested Development, Longmire, Trailer Park Boys, Black Mirror. <sighs> CBS Online is prepping a new Star Trek series for their digital distribution arm, CBS All Access. They are saying Star Trek is always big at breaking ground, and this is going to be something that's never been done before, except it has. Lots of times at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I think that's a bad thing. Uh, they are kind of uh, playing it as if you know Star Trek has always been on the cutting edge, and now they're blazing new trails. And not really. I mean, we're you know something that's online only is becoming very commonplace. Yes, it's a thing now. Yeah. In fact, when I went to take a look at this to look up the names of shows, holy crap, Amazon uh, produces a lot of their own content now. Wow. I mean, I thought I'm pretty much that entire list, with the exception of the few you know are on Netflix. It's almost all Amazon. So yeah, they're producing stuff. There's a lot of stuff I didn't even mention because I was just. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? We don't it, have all day. Yeah. yeah. And, and the joke I figured it was wearing thin at that point. <laughs> now uh, the premiere date for this is January 2017. There aren't any details. They have said it's not going to be a continuation of the movies, uh, which obviously because they're still making the movies. Uh, it is going to be uh, just about in time for the 50th anniversary. Uh, I guess the the thing I'm wondering is, are they going to set it in the new universe? Um, you would imagine they probably are. I, I think that if they do set this in the, the current movie universe, you can say goodbye to there ever being any kind of continuation of the original timeline from Star Trek. Yeah, that's yeah. Done, and, done. And, and, you know, I don't think that there's an issue because there's a lot of people who really want to see that come back. I have no problem with there being... Uh, an original timeline TV series and then the movie thing. I First of all, I think we can keep it separate. Second of all, the people that watch the movies are not going to be interested in that kind of show, probably, because it's not as flashy and cerebral. Uh, the third thing is, you got to remember, they diverged from that timeline. Now, you could say that timeline's dead, or it's still there, but where we are now is the, the divergence from that. So, uh, there's no reason they can't exist side by side. Um, but you know, somebody at Paramount is going, people aren't going to understand. So we're probably going to get something set in the new universe. It makes me a little bit sad. Uh, makes me wonder if they're going to try to uh, grab old storylines and redo things in the TV show as well, which will just be irritating. Yeah, there's no need to rehash. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to suddenly see, like, you know, cast from, you know, Arrested Development or, or Community or something like that playing key Star Trek characters. Because it seems like we're, that's where they go. The young, comedic shows is where they go for when they recast somebody. At least that's yeah. what it seems like to me. I mean, look at the, the new Ghostbusters. Uh, that seems to be where Hollywood's going with this kind of stuff, and I, I just don't know if that's quite right for Star Trek. But the bottom line is there's no details. They just got it out there because they want to build some excitement and while I'm happy that there's an official announcement, I, I really wish they'd had just a little bit more information Something to give. To give short yeah. of, we're doing this. This is when we think we're doing it. And that's it. Ta-da! Cheers. Next, a punishing blow for Iron Fist fans. 
Uh, it looks like we're not going to be getting the Iron Fist series. Uh, rumors are coming out of uh, Netflix that they are actually going to go with a Punisher series rather than Iron Fist and move Iron Fist to a made-for-Netflix movie. Now, if you've been following Iron Fist, uh, the story behind the TV show, first of all, it's not very surprising. I don't think anyone's come out and said this, but I get the distinct impression that they're having a really hard time casting Danny Rand. Have you... I, I've been peripherally watching this, and... I don't understand that. How can that character be so hard to cast? Well, well, here, here's here's the the thing I think they're running into, and, and you can help me with this because I'm familiar with Power Man and Iron Fist. I had the comics. Um, the char- the person Danny Rand, not quite as familiar with because back then, you know, they didn't really take the mask off that much. Is Danny Rand Asian? No. Okay, he's not. So they're looking for somebody who is uh, not Asian. Good looks, because I know he's like a blonde-haired, good-looking guy. Crazy martial arts skill, because they really do their their own stunts and stuff like that. If you've seen Daredevil, you know what they're looking for. And is charismatic to, enough to pull off the entire series. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of martial arts experts out there um, who could do the physical part of it, but can't pull everything else together. I think that's what they're really running into. Because you got to remember, when they cast people in these shows, the second they cast that person, there's an immediate uh, potential for that person to show up in a billion-dollar Disney blockbuster at some point down the road. So they have to really make sure they're casting somebody that can carry that level of load. This isn't like um, the CW creating another superhero show. All right? You know, I mean, they, Grant Gustin is awesome on The Flash. I think he'd be great in a Justice League movie, but they didn't have that kind of pressure when they cast him. Right. He only had to carry the show. So I think that... Uh, it really just seems to me, because at this point, I mean, Iron Fist should have been coming out in like a year or so, yeah. given their timeline, and they haven't announced any casting. They, they, I don't think that they can pull it together is, is the problem. Uh, and, and it kind of makes sense, because there is a, a mystical element to that. Iron Fist, just the character, um, is not difficult, but if the show's all about him, that that's kind of a tough one to pull off. And I just think that given the Marvel Universe's more reality than fantasy kind of basis... They're having trouble with all aspects of it. See, that that's what I've been watching and seeing, is that I think it's more of they don't know how to approach it. Like, they don't know how to make it work within the parameters of the Marvel Netflix universe that's going to be grim and gritty. Whereas Punisher fits into that superbly. That is going to be a perfect fit for that. I mean, I think that uh, tells us the Punisher definitely is going to survive Daredevil. Not that I thought he wasn't going to. Uh, but, oh, no, not necessarily. Maybe maybe we will get our angel demon hunting Frank afterwards. No. Yeah, no. I'm hoping to God we don't get that. Now, I'm going to say this, and I hope I don't piss off any Iron Fist fans, because uh, while that was the least, uh, the, the show they announced that I was least excited about, uh, I still thought that it would potentially lead to, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist, which that got me excited. All right. Uh, I do think that this is the smarter move. For them, Punisher, especially given the level of violence they've been able to pull off on Daredevil, um, it's going to be a great show. I know everyone wants an HBO Punisher. Um, we're not going to get that. We probably don't need it. Yeah, we don't need. Look it. at what they did with Daredevil. Yeah, that's plenty of violence and graphicness. Graphicness. I don't know. I lost the <laughs> word I was going for there. Um, for a, a Punisher. 
I, I agree. I agree. And I think that they've uh, cast him pretty perfectly with a uh, somebody I wouldn't have thought of who uh, makes perfect sense after you hear it. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that at this stage in his career, John Bernthal yes. would, uh, is, would be pretty excited to potentially be on the Disney bandwagon. Because, you know, he's at that point where he's, he's done some independent stuff, he's done some popular stuff, he's going to be forever remembered as, you know, Shane on Walking Dead. Now it's time to really, you know, put a stamp down. Yes. Good, good time for him. It's not too early, it's not too late. So, I think this is the best choice, uh, just because we're finally going to get a good, uh, a well-done, or more well-done Punisher story. Uh, and... I mean, Punisher fits into Defenders, sort of. I mean, I know the Defenders are kind of heroes, but the Punisher has been involved with them before, if I'm not mistaken. Has he not? With the Defenders? I'm not sure. Oh, I seem to recall when I was a kid seeing a few books where... And, and it seemed like he was out of place, but every once in a while, Punisher does pop up in places he seems out of place. Maybe I'm wrong, okay? Uh, that was a long, long time ago because I'm old. But uh, given that this is all about uh, the street-level Marvel stuff, if you're going to introduce Punisher and if the Defenders are going to have any kind of high-profile um, impact, you kind of got to think Punisher is going to at least stick his nose in there anyway. So, oh, without a doubt. I don't know if this means the Punisher will be part of Defenders, but now they're going to have his character even more established if they want to go there. You know, It also depends on you know how, whether they go all bullets and realism with him or more comic booky. I think you're going to see them walk a fine line with it. Because yeah. it's still got to tie into the rest of the MCU. Yeah. So, I mean, just like they had Daredevil's fantastical elements with his abilities tied very nicely into whatever everything else they're doing. Yeah. I completely agree. And on to the last bit of news I have today. Um, give me a second season, baby. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Ash vs. the Evil Dead has been renewed for a second season. Here's the interesting part. This happened a few days before its premiere on Halloween. I was blown away by this. That's because, awesome. Yeah. I, first of all, have you watched it, Paul? I have not. I don't have stars. Okay. Uh, I think we discussed this before. Are you familiar with the Evil Dead movies or Army of Darkness? I loved Army of Darkness, but okay. it's the only one I've ever seen okay. out of the, the series. And you, that's good enough. You could go on. To, actually, you could watch the show without having seen any of those because they, they do a really cool recap. I'm going to make sure you watch the first episode. Um, you'll see what I mean. The way they did the recap was just really neat. I, he, he's in a warehouse and he's telling the story to this kid about where he came from. But on the boxes and the shelves and stuff, there are actual clips from the movies playing like behind. Oh, that's it, cool. It's, it's really neat and unobtrusive, but it brings the audience up to speed. Anyway... Uh, Excited about the second season. Uh, the first episode was awesome. In fact, it, it's been killing me all week because I, I, I want to sit down and watch this entire thing um, all at once. It, it was so perfect. It was just like the old movies, except there is a, a serious element and a storyline, at least right now, that's clearly headed to... It's heading on right to... to I can't even make my words work today. It's on a collision course with Ash and the, the zany Ash craziness and the people he's with. This other storyline is really serious, like current TV, even though it's got, you know, the Evil Dead element to it. Uh, so they're not just playing it all for laughs. Uh, they're, again, as you just said, uh, there's another show that's walking a fine line. But one episode in, I was just like, this is exactly what the Evil Dead TV show needed to be. It's perfect. It plays on the age. Uh, it plays on the character of Ash, you know, 
not really being a hero that he's the reluctant hero and and when you see where he is after you know 20 years or so it, it's just perfect uh absolutely perfect i got a smile on my face when yeah. i'm talking about it uh if you haven't watched it and you're a fan go find it any way shape or form you can um give stars some money they deserve it because this is a great show and the fact that they renewed it ahead of anybody actually seeing it just based on fan reaction shows that they have a lot of faith in this show good so very excited for that and to close out the news section, I'm going to give you a straight-up definite rumor because nothing at all is confirmed on this. But uh, this week, uh, a member of uh, the BBC made a comment that there's something they're trying to do. Uh, nobody knows how far they are into it, but if you're familiar with the new LEGO Dimensions game, you, you may know that there's a Doctor Who level pack for that. Yes. Uh, which is getting great reviews, actually. Apparently, it's fantastic. Um, and for a long time... Uh, Lego and Doctor Who, the worlds haven't been connected, but you know, just before Lego Dimensions happened, they finally signed an agreement. So we're not going to get those crazy off-brand Doctor Who Lego sets anymore. There's going to be an actual Doctor Who Lego set. Apparently, they are trying, or they are working on the details of getting Doctor Who into Lego Movie Two. Really? Now, yeah. Now it could be uh, just a cameo or a little thing, like I guess Chewbacca and Han Solo showed up in the first one. Um, I haven't seen the first one. I have it at home with the intention of watching it. And there were a lot of cameos. Yeah. It just brought to mind, and I know I've talked about this many times, about how it blows my mind how popular Doctor Who is, but that it's potentially they're looking at having the Doctor Who be in Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 1 was huge, gigantically huge, and Doctor Who is probably going to pop up, at least for a cameo. That's great. It's insane. It's a twisted world. It's a bizarre world. I just... I don't understand how this all this great stuff happened, man. I don't. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. So that is the news, folks. All the news that's fit for me to talk about. Um, now, we do have a lot of general stuff. Um, we have our, our PowerCon uh, notes. What did, Do you have something specific that you want to talk about today, Bob? I'm just along for the ride You're today. Along for the ride. All I, right. I'm, this is the the Doctor Hugh show. The Doctor Hugh show. All right. Well, I got a couple things that uh, that I think we should probably uh, touch on uh, that we didn't get to touch on before. Um, I know we talked a little bit with uh, Jeff about the Force uh, Awakens trailer because that was current um, at PowerCon that had just been released. Um, I don't know that we really uh, touched on on that too much. I believe Jeff did most of the talking there. I, when the Watkins gets on the mic, no one else does the talking. All right. Well, and I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. Oh no, no. not at all. I-, I wanted to know though because we know they're deliberately not showing Luke. There's a lot of rumors that Luke might be evil or something like that. But we know that uh, we know that he's going to be in the next movie because he's been uh, spotted on set. And I was kind of thinking to myself, what a lot of uh, films and, and TV shows and stuff like to do, especially when they pull from old history, is they like to bring in old characters. Uh, and then kill them in some heroic way. Now, I have a really strong feeling about this, and I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel like they can't make Luke evil, and I don't think Luke can die. And I want to get your thoughts on that, Paul, or would you like me to elaborate a little bit more? I can give you instant, my, my initial reaction to what okay. you're saying, and I agree 100%. They are not going to kill off Luke Skywalker. And we will not see him be out and out 100% evil. Okay. 
here's my reasoning behind this, and, and this this reaches back a lot into um, the history of all genre kind of stuff. We have seen just about everything we grew up with taken, turned into a dark, edgy form, stuff like that. Um, even the uh, Star Wars prequel films took a guy that was going to be bad, but should have been good, and you really saw him get twisted up throughout the whole process. Luke Skywalker's a little bit different. Um, if you recall, even back to the original movie posters where he was a lot more ripped than he was in real life. <laughs> yes. Um, but he was pretty much a shining white knight, and that's that's what Luke really was. And he had his struggle during those movies. That was his story. And I feel like for a generation or two, Luke Skywalker was just the ultimate good guy. Okay? I mean, I, I, we had lots of good guys in other, other mediums and, and other shows and movies and stuff like that. Um, but Star Wars was very pure. I mean, the romance uh, consisted of, you know, a chaste kiss. You know, there, there wasn't the level of sex and violence that you'd see even in stuff during that, that time period. You know, the uh, 70s and 80s and stuff like that. Star Wars has kind of kept it, held itself to a higher standard. Now... I don't necessarily have a problem with them adjusting the tone of the movies to suit tastes now. I'm not saying I want a dark, edgy Star Wars, but I know there's going to be changes. I feel that it's very important that the character of Luke Skywalker does not get tarnished, though. Um, whereas the entire Star Wars, uh, the first six films, can be seen as uh, the rise, fall, and redemption of Anakin Skywalker, I don't want to see that with Luke. Yeah. I just, I just don't. We, we don't need to rehash it. There, there doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah, and I know that the, the go-to thing is, well, now they have to fight Luke because he's he's turned evil. I mean, that that would make sense. I mean, a lot of people are saying they think that's what's going on. I really hope not because I think what needs to happen is at some point when they're done using Mark Hamill, uh, the character of Luke Skywalker takes off, just goes, and away. he is a legend throughout history. I don't think there should ever be a definitive end point because that that character is, I, I think, not just personally uh, important to a generation, um, not just personally important to me because I've said it before I was more of a Star Trek guy anyway. But I'll tell you, it bothers me that I know exactly where Captain Kirk died. Right. It, I, I it it felt like the legend should have just gone beyond that. You know, just just leave it alone. Um, you can hint at it. You can hint at just going riding off into the sunset. I mean, that's what the classic westerns did. And they knew how to tell stories with with those kind of things back then. The hero rides off in the, into the sunset. Not every hero needs to, but I, I really don't want to see them. Well, basically ruin that character. You know, you could see it with anybody else in in the films, and it would probably be a little bit okay. But that one, I think, is untouchable, and I hope Disney knows that. I I really think that they are going to do this movie right. They're going to give the fans what they deserve after how the prequels were handled and now the fact that this is the initial offering from the new Disney-owned Lucasfilm. Yeah. They need to knock this completely out of the park. And I think what you're saying is probably the voice of our generation saying, do not fuck with our hero. Yeah. And I think there will be a very meaningful death in this movie, and it will not be Luke Skywalker. Who do you think it's going to be? And it pains me to say this because it's one of my favorite characters from the original trilogy. I think it's going to be Han Solo. Makes sense. Yes. That, and I don't think Harrison Ford could survive filming another Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know, it's sad, too, because I think that they could have uh, done more with an older Han. Um but, you know, it, it makes sense. Uh, and they're not going to kill off Chewbacca. 
because that's done. been done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not to mention, as they illustrated in those books, if you want to kill Chewbacca, you have to drive a fucking planet into him. <laughs> now, another thing I noticed um, is this Kylo Ren, and I believe I'm, I'm saying the name right, and I had to do a as far as research I know. to make sure. Yeah. Uh, and he appears to see the, seem to be the, the Darth Vader of this, if I'm not mistaken. Am I missing something? He looks like he's going to be the big, bad force user, at least. Okay. I, I thought it was interesting that in everything I've seen, whereas Darth Vader seemed like a larger-than-life villain and was gripping right from the get-go, and this may not be their fault, it may just be now we're so jaded that nothing can hit us like that, I spent most of the time going, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Wait, is he supposed to replace Darth Vader? Not as menacing as Darth Vader. The design is cool. There's nothing wrong with the design, but there's just something that I guess I, I don't feel threatened, and I don't feel a level of threat, and it could have to do with what they haven't shown us. But the trailer is really the place where you do that. Right, and they're saying we are done with trailers. Like that's Yeah. Except for the one that came out yesterday, the Japanese trailer. Well, the funny thing is, uh, Star Wars had such a strong villain in Darth Vader. I mean, a, a good portion of its success is directly derived not from the, the great cast, because they, they weren't all great at that point. They certainly became greater years later, but it, it was the villain. I mean, Darth Vader was, you know, a badass. Yes. Yeah. From his initial yeah. um, walk-on yeah. in the Tantive Four. Because, uh, I'm again, I'm experiencing it through fresh eyes less than a week ago. So getting to watch him emerge from that smoke as the smoke clears. And just, like you're saying, the, the menace coming off of him. And just by a man in a suit walking into the frame. Yeah. They didn't do anything with him. Like like a lot of the, the scenes you see of Kylo Ren in the, in the trailer, he, he is posturing, trying to look menacing. Like the, the the shot where he's standing there and you see the the JJ Abrams trademarked lens flare. He's got the the whole arms out and he's all got himself all puffed out. But Adam Driver's not a big guy. I mean underneath the, the Vader costume was David Prowse. The man was a bodybuilder. Adam Driver is a skinny hipster. Yeah, and, and I wasn't even referring to the size, his size, just so you know, um, only because I couldn't really tell from the scenes whether he was big or not, um, and I don't know Adam Driver. No, um, I appreciate that you don't know him, because I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what What I think is telling is that during that entire trailer, the only thing that somewhat solidly clued me in to the fact that he's the bad guy... Red lightsaber? No, no, not even red lightsaber, because I, I don't even know what that means. Um, it was the fact that he's looking at Vader's helmet and he says, I'm going to continue what you started. If you remove that line of dialogue, I'm not sure if he's not the anti-hero because that's popular. Very true. And it, it really didn't get a good understanding for anything. Uh, I also, apparently there's a race controversy. Have you heard about this? Why? Because Finn is a black stormtrooper? I, apparently. My my wife clued me into it. She saw it on Facebook. I don't know if I can talk about it because I don't know if it's a thing, but what? That's, is that real? Yes, it's a real... There are, I think it's now calmed down since the initial trailer when you first see him pop up all sweaty yeah. and panicky. But everyone was freaking out. Oh, well, why is he a black stormtrooper? You know what? Why not? 
And shame on everyone for even thinking that. What What's next? You find out because this, the Captain Phasma, the one in the chrome thing, yeah. is a woman. Are they going to have a problem with that too? But I wish somebody could explain to me why there was an issue with the Black Stormtrooper. I don't... I, I guess I don't... Is this because they were assuming that they were all clones of Boba Fett or something? Isn't that what they originally were? Uh, yeah, in the original, in the prequel trilogy. But okay. supposedly by the time we get to the original movies, they had phased out the clones, and now it was enlisted men. So did anybody give a reason as to why that that's even an issue? I mean, I know the issue is they're racist, yeah. but I mean, even racists will have some kind of an argument. Something to point at. Something to point at. Yeah. No, no idea. You I have no idea, because I refuse to look into it. It's disgusting. I make a lot of bad jokes about, you know, race and, and sexual identity and stuff. I, it's very offensive, to be honest. And while I'm a very serious person this time... You are. I, I'm not fun today. I apologize. Um, you know, I have a funny story that has to do with racism, and I don't know if I can tell it. You do remember what show you're on, right? Yeah, I know, but the people I work with might listen to this. Oh, uh, good point. Um, well, well, you know, I'm going to do it because um, it, because I, I think anybody who would listen to it would understand. And it was an unintentional thing. It happened yesterday. It was absolutely hilarious. So, uh, sorry for the segue here. As uh, everybody knows, uh, or should know by now if they listen to the show, I now uh, customer support for Rev. So we get a lot of uh, calls from people about, you know, where's my transcription order, where's my translation order. And one of the most difficult um, phone calls I will get on a somewhat regular basis will be somebody with a very heavy accent. Um, also, our, our phone calls go through uh, the computer, so sometimes the connection's not great. And it's quite common for me to get somebody with a very heavy Asian accent asking where their translation is. Not all of them speak English, and I no issue with that whatsoever, just so everybody's clear. Um, but it can be humorous, right? Because you're trying to understand what somebody's saying and the words are rearranged. And anyway, so when we were talking about the uh, the garbage can, everybody lived in the garbage can yesterday, um, we said, yeah, you know, you're going to have to get a job, maybe get an apartment. She goes, I'm going to work for you guys, right? Now, this is my four-year-old, okay? She goes, I'm going to work for Rev. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Goes, I'm going to answer phone calls of mommy and daddy. And so... I go, uh, my wife suggested, hey, well, why don't, okay, well, what would you do? And she goes, I'm going to say, thank you for calling Rev. How can I help you? So I decided to go ahead. So I start off, hello? And she's like, yes, how can I help you? And so I go, okay, I'm going to mess with her. So I put on my worst Chinese or Asian accent, whatever, not so, to be disrespectful. So you sounded like one of the, the aliens from... Phantom Menace there? Probably, yes. <laughs> what I was trying to do was to get, make it so that it was difficult for her to understand. That's a four-year-old. We're just playing. We're in the car, right? Uh, so I didn't mean any harm by it, but I'm like, you know, we're, you know in my, my worst accent, you know, where's my... Uh, I'm looking for my translation. Oh, no, 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 from, no, 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 no. You have to do the accent. I'm not doing the accent. You have to do the accent. Because otherwise, I will edit whatever you say out, and I will put my bad Asian accent you, in. Like, you can do that as long as you, you state that it's work. yours. Um, no, I don't want to do that because, it, like I said, be people might be, yeah, I I want to be offensive. It, it wasn't intentionally offens offensive or anything. We were just, I'm not good at accents, oh, but I wanted it for her to be difficult for her to understand so she knows what we deal with on a daily basis. Like, I'm looking for my translation. I need my order. And she goes, you want your, you want what? And I go, I need my order. She goes, I have chicken and rice. <laughs> <laughs> uh. She... 
<laughs> she somehow associated the accent with the times we've gone to the Chinese buffet and gotten Chinese food. And my wife's like, oh my God, I don't know if I've ever heard her laugh so hard. Uh, and we're like, oh, that's horrible. We felt we felt bad about it. We didn't think anything like that. Uh, but just that, you know, the four-year-old made that connection. <laughs> we almost had to stop the car. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, if anybody does hear that, God, I hope nobody thinks, you know, no no offense was intended. It was just, we were just playing around in her reaction. You can't you can't plan stuff like oh, that. Oh, God, no. No, that's fantastic. Oh, I have tears coming out of my eyes now. I just cannot <laughs> believe she said that. <laughs> that's great. It must have been the week for that kind of thing, not the, the blatant racism. Um, but for our children mimicking our jobs because, like I referenced earlier, Monday, Madison had a medical procedure done. Nothing to worry about. They were just running some like sleep deprivation tests on her because, you know, why not torture a five-year-old? Um, so, I actually worked from home Monday because someone needed to keep an eye on Kylie. You know, my wife and Madison were both sleeping all day because they didn't all night. So I'm working from my, my home office downstairs, you know, where the Infinity Gauntlet and all the Star Wars figures are. Yeah. Um, and Kylie's sitting in there with me. And I explained to her, you know, when the phone rings, you have to be very quiet. And she was awesome with it. She would, she'd be quiet as soon as the phone rang. She would turn the volume on her computer down because she was playing on her little tablet. And I, I'd do my thing. And then... Somewhere in the afternoon, after she started to get bored, because really, why wouldn't you? In between phone calls, she was down there playing with her cell phone. We have an old flip phone that's deactivated. I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't even turn on if we wanted to. <laughs> I hear, Hi, this is Kylie on Help Desk. How can I help you? <laughs> and I just turned around and looked at her. I'm like, seriously? She looks at me, puts the phone to her shoulder, and says, Daddy, shh, I'm on a call. <laughs> I, I had nothing. I just had to turn around. I'm like, okay, this, she, she does it better than I do. <laughs> so, oh. it, was, it was definitely the week for that. Oh, man. Well, I don't think anyone will be offended by your story. I could have done an accent. <laughs> they shouldn't be offended by yours anyway. Tell me anyone hasn't done that. You know well, I think I mean? everyone's read a fortune cookie in a Chinese accent before. You have to. There is a law. Look in the <laughs> law books. You have to read it in a really bad Asian accent. Oh, I just wanted to confuse her because she was like, oh, you know, your job. Yeah, your job's yeah. simple. Yeah, I can do your job, stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy. Um, I will say I hit my, uh, they're sending me a t-shirt now. I've been there long enough. They're sending me a t-shirt and putting my face up on the website. So I think I'm relatively secure. Look at that. Yeah. I. And how long have you been doing this? I started with support, I want to say, the first week of September. So you've been allied with them since September, and you're already getting your face on the website. Well, everyone on support has their picture on the website. I'm making a basis here. Oh, okay. How long have you been with GeekBot? <laughs> Over a year. And uh, is your face on the website there? Well, <laughs> no. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? I'm telling you, none of us have pictures on the website yet <laughs> after over a year. So, yeah, they've got their shit together better than we do. So. Yeah. Well, I would certainly hope I so. I hope so too. 
Um, but let's see, what else do I have? I mean, I wanted to talk. I mean, I had stuff uh, to talk about The Walking Dead, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. We never got to close that out, I don't believe. Um, Bastard Execution of the Corpse isn't here, so I don't even know if you're watching that show. I'm watching. Um, I'm behind. I'm behind on almost everything because we are still doing everything with the basement. Yeah. As well as the other things we discussed off mic, which I'm not going to discuss on air. That's not my story to tell. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm not behind on is The Flash. I am current on The okay, Flash. Okay, so am I. Um, you know, I thought last week was the first episode that didn't feel like a season finale. Or, I mean, a mid-series finale, like I talked about at PowerCon. Still good. Um, oh, we haven't talked about it. Holy crap. King Shark. I was going to say the ending. The end of that. Oh. I, I re- That was an awesome swerve. Yeah. Because the whole episode, they're blowing it off like, no, it's a guy. It's a guy. It was a guy. And then they just snatch him up by the neck, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I think they blew their entire effects budget for the year on that. Man. Yeah. And then, have you seen the interview since? No. They said that they can never do a full episode with King oh, Shark in it. Yeah. Yeah, it was too expensive. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, overall, Flash is... Um, Wow, I mean, still really, really good. Phenomenal um, show. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see uh, Harrison Wells back. And I, and I, I was we just watched the this week's episode the night before last, and that's what I said to my wife. I said, you know, I love this Harrison Wells. He is just a straight up dick, and I love everything about him. It's, he is my favorite character this season. <laughs> you know, one thing that does does bother me a little bit, okay? And, and this is probably just goes back to the comic books, but Flash has a suit with a dome helmet and little things on the side. Reverse Flash, because, you know, villains apparently don't have any uh, creativity. Helmet little things on the side looks like it looks like a palette swapped flash it's like we're in mortal Kombat. we get to prof- uh, or zoom professor zoom is it or zoom? just zoom, zoom here but i'm not um, in the comics i watch professor zoom what do you know it's the flash costume but now it's gray uh i is there a in the comic books a reason for all of that they all look the same and the main problem i have with that is if you're going by the same logic where you just do the palette swap and it has to be the opposite Shouldn't Zoom look more like Jay Garrick's costume since he's Earth? You're two. right. He should. So I guess on Earth two, Zoom is more original. Yes, but yeah. this is in this TV show. Uh, is that what he uh, Zoom looks like in the comics? No, Zoom. Okay. Now I need you to picture this because it's a huge change. Okay. Zoom looks exactly like Reverse Flash. Oh. Except that, like, his eye holes were, like, black lenses over them. Only fucking difference. Yeah, I... Guys, super villains out there, put a little more effort into your costumes. Yeah, I mean, come on, try. Just, you know, try. I'm speechless. Yes. I have nothing else. I'm very disappointed in their fashion sense. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, that, that does bother me a little bit. I mean, I love everything the show's doing, everything else. Um, I, and maybe they're just, you know, saving money reusing assets. But it sounds like the comic is pretty much the same. So I guess I just don't understand the logic of all of these uh, speedsters all having the same costume. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I do still have to say that I'm glad that they changed the logo to the classic white background. Yes. The, yes. 
Well, I, I think it, it, it feels like they're actually listening to fans, uh, and that's one of the big things the fans said, you know, is they really want to see that. Do it right. Yeah. yeah, do it right. Um, in that same vein, um, you probably haven't watched this week's Arrow yet. I have not, and I'm desperately, desperately trying to even start this season of Arrow. I haven't even began the season. I know what this episode was, and that's why I desperately want to catch up, because I want to watch this so bad. You know, uh, a lot, and I don't know if it's the entire internet, um, I saw a lot of negative comments about it, which really kind of got me down, because uh, people were just bitching, 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 bitching. Now, I'll tell you, my my problem, if you even want to call it a problem, because I love the episode, was I didn't feel like Constantine was in enough enough of it. Um, He does show up in a flashback, um, but it didn't really feel like he arrived until... And this is with commercial time, I'm talking, okay? Not because show's only run like 42 minutes. Until about 40 minutes into the show, he didn't really arrive in the present. Really? Yeah, and he hadn't really done much in the flashbacks either. So I just, I was like, man, I really wish there had been more of a John Constantine in this episode. So he was really underutilized throughout it. Uh, integral to the, to the storyline, but yeah, it does. I mean, he kind of shows up to... To fix their mess at the end, and uh, you get a little bit of banter, but I really think that, uh, I, I guess, especially since this is this episode is potentially helping to launch another show and bringing back a, a character that's going to be on that other show, I think it should have been a two-parter. I, I just feel like you, you could have done more with John, especially as he is such an interesting character, having him play off every uh, everybody else. Um, at the very end of the episode, after he leaves, uh, Thea Queen goes to her brother and says... He is a very specific kind of yummy. Nice. <laughs> Which was hilarious. There was so much potential there, and I'm not sure if it's because they, they just kind of had to shoehorn horn him. Shoehorn. Shoehorn. I said shoehorn. Shoehorn him into it. Because, I mean, really, they busted their ass to get him into this because they, they love the character so much. Mm-hmm. You can't fault the production team for that. But it, there could have been more. I know they keep saying it's a one-off. Um, I really hope there is more because there's a lot of lot of potential there. Well, aren't the ratings proving that people want to see more of him? Because I heard that there was a significant spike in ratings for this episode. I, I haven't seen that yet, so I, I'm going to be looking that up as soon as we shut the mics off. Um, I that that would be awesome then, because I, God, I love the TV show. It was great. That, I, I feel like I need to let that episode play like soon. Regardless, just so it counts towards the ratings, because isn't yeah. there like a three seven or four days. day, seven day swing? Seven day. Well, is it seven? Is it seven in Britain? Well, I know there's plus three and plus seven. Um, yeah, you, you should watch it soon. I'm not sure what it is here in the US. I mean, even if we don't really watch it, maybe I'll just turn it on and let it play, so that counts towards the ratings. Yeah. Because I, I want the, the voice heard. I want more of John Constantine out there too. Yeah. I enjoyed the show. Granted, it took me almost a year to watch the show. But it's all your fault that it was canceled. I know. I think we've had that discussion before. But it was really cool. But again, that was another one of those shows that Kristen would not watch. She does not do well with supernatural creepiness. So, Speaking of Kristen... Oh, the first time I've used her name in this episode. Yeah. Wow. I might have to edit that out. No, I'm just <laughs> um, How are you enjoying Supergirl? Um... About as well as I'm enjoying Arrow, since we have both episodes sitting. You had said that that was you were going to watch it with her, so yes. I wasn't sure if I figured that she had uh, you guys had watched that already. Not yet, because I may have screwed up and forgot to tape the initial episode. Yeah. 
so I fixed that because they re-aired it on Halloween. So I set the ta to tape that one and then the show going forward. Yeah. Well, then I guess I can't. I don't really want to talk about it too much. Um, you know, everything that all of my concerns that I brought up before are still valid. Uh, I was going to give it two episodes. I, I, now I'm on a case by case basis. I'm going to give it the third episode. Um, I can't decide if I like it or not. I mean, the first episode I was watching it, and my wife said, "Wow, you're grumbling a lot in there." Because she was working in, in the kitchen or the, the dining room, and she could hear me grumbling and talking to myself. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Uh, man, it's tough because somebody made a really good point that this show is aimed at younger women and it's to provide a positive role model for them. And I got thinking about it and, man, my 11-year-old would love this show. And, and you know what? She's a hero with a smile on her face. She's happy to be flying. She's excited about being a superhero. She's not moody or pissed off or wanting revenge. She's just like, I'm flying. This is fucking awesome. Um, it certainly is a departure from what we're used to. Even The Flash, which isn't usually buried in too much pathos, um, Barry still tends to get kind of down about stuff. And, and Especially this season. Very, very yeah. serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, Supergirl's the complete opposite. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't really aimed at me. So can I look at it through the same eyes? Um, I'm trying to accept it for what it is and judge it based on those merits. Um, is a little silly. I, I do feel like uh, going on from what the DC Cinematic Universe has established, and we still don't know if this ties into it or not. I mean, it seems like it does, but um, all these secret organizations and Kryptonian criminals and all this stuff that probably won't even be touched on in the movies if it turns out they are connected. So that part's a little bit confusing. I, I wish they kind of clean up definitively where everything falls. Um, I don't want to spoil anything else for you, but, uh, I mean, it's worth watching so far. Um, I'm betting Power Girl isn't enjoying it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And you'll have to listen to part two of our PowerCon, uh, episode, part two or three? I'm not sure where she fit in. It may have been part three. Okay. Was it the same episode that Laura was on? Mm, I think so. That would be because, part three. No, wait, we talked to her before John Hurstler, didn't we? I don't remember. Uh, well, just so you know, we got an interview with Power Girl while we were there, so make sure you listen to that. Uh, other stuff I've got here. Um, so we didn't get to talk about it before because we weren't recording and all that stuff. We kind of missed some stuff. Um, Fear the Walking Dead did really well. Biggest, uh, biggest season for a premiere show. Uh, in cable history uh, is getting not only expanded to a full well we knew it was going to get expanded to a full season but so was The Talking Dead afterwards so Chris Hardwick, Hardwick has now doubled his uh, his work for AMC when does that man sleep? I don't know I don't think he does I really <laughs> don't think he does I mean I'm quite envious he's got a hell of a deal going with all that stuff yeah and yeah you know, it, it seems like he's everywhere now, and he, he kind of does that for Doctor Who for BBC once in a while, too. Oh, nice. Does an after show, usually for, like, the big season finales and things like that. Um, but, yeah, so he, he's got a lot more work. I'm always excited that when that man gets work, because I think he's great. Uh, with Walking Dead this year, though, holy crap, tell me you're caught up on that. Please. All except for the, the last episode, the 90-minute. The 90-minute episode. Yeah. You know what it was about? Morgan, Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, we, we didn't get any resolution. How do you feel? I figured that's what would happen. And just like everyone else, 
Glenn is not dead. No? No. Because Corbs, who is obviously not here today, well, actually, it might not be too obvious because, you know, most times he just sits quietly while we talk comic book stuff. But he is not here. He, uh, he texted me right after that episode aired and said, do you think Glenn's dead? And I texted back, thanks a lot, douche, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but, um, no, no, and, and I, my reasoning for it is watch his reaction as these intestines mm-hmm. are being torn out. I said out. the same thing. There is a look of panic, but no pain on his face. Yeah, it was a look of horror. Yes. And at first I'm thinking, he's thinking to himself, oh my god, I can't believe I'm dying, Maggie. Then look, that doesn't make sense. He'd be in pain. His yeah, teeth he would be screaming, his eyes screeching yeah. in pain. Yes, Glenn's a badass, but if you're getting gnawed on and your guts ripped out, you're not going to just look around like well, that. Well, you know, though every single scenario that people have thrown out there about how he get out of the, I'm just thinking, what? Nicholas is on top of him. He's up looking. Not a single... I mean, are they that focused? Can they be that focused on that one meal right there that they're not noticing that? It's improbable. And what I've said all along with this is when we get an explanation on how he survives, it better be a damn good one. Yeah, because The Walking Dead has not been prone to to things that make you groan. Right. You know, well, there was Lori, but um, still. Yeah, I was... Uh, I'm just like, man, you know, the entire time that entire scene was playing out, they're up on the dumps there, and I'm just like, usually you try to, to figure, you know, how are they going to do this? You try yeah. to guess what they're doing, and I'm just like, man, I, I don't see a way out of this, and then that happens. I, My wife had tears, not full-on sobbing, and I think I had some too, because at first I thought that that was it, but, and it just, I was like, wow, what a, I mean, you know what, you're, the good characters get awesome deaths and by awesome death that usually means they get ripped to shreds Horrific. or horribly yeah. but that was that was just that was even too much yeah you know I, I just over felt like, the top yeah for a for a, a loved main character like that uh, if he's gonna go out horribly I wouldn't want it to be like that that is worse than Dale if that that's what happened yeah yeah which I do not I, I, I firmly say no he, he is not dead well hopefully we'll find out tomorrow well, you'll find out tomorrow. I might yeah. find out in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that uh, Morgan episode, um, probably one of the best episodes of the series. Was it? Hands down. Nice. Easy. Easy. Um, you know, it, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, even the, the Talking Dead afterwards, they got to talk with uh, one of the actors that was in there that he was a brand new character. Dude, it was just great. You got to watch it. Um, we get to see what... Basically, where Morgan goes from uh, clear to when he leaves to go find Alexander or whatever he's looking for. Actually, it leads to when he, he starts finding the Terminus signs. It basically starts following the group, not knowing he's following the group, but following right. the signs they leave. Um, it, it's how Morgan goes from crazy guy to Jedi Master. And it's a really cool episode, and there's not a... The uh, the actor that they had, I can't remember his name now, uh, who basically helps Morgan through this. I mean, a lot of this episode is two guys talking, and a lot of it is Morgan not talking because he's still crazy for half the episode. And then a little bit later, um, this guy took basically took on the entire episode. Nice. Um, along with learning martial arts and stuff in three days. I mean, he was just, watch it. Right. Watch well, it. It, it was amazing. Definitely going to. 
Oh, what else do I have? Wait, you're not even going to touch upon the fact that they showed the teaser for Preacher during that? You're right, you're right. Um, didn't like it. Really? I'm hearing it wasn't really... It wasn't real good about explaining what the show is going to be. I'll tell you what it looked like. It looked like a, uh, a show about a badass, swearing man of God in the South. Nice. That, that, but, but That's all you get out of it? Yeah. I mean, it almost looked like it could be a Western. Now, my, my wife and I watched it, and again, I, I should say this. I say I didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that Preacher has vampire characters and supernatural elements in the search for God and all this other stuff. Not a, an iota of that comes through in that trailer. It does not give you an idea of what the show is about. Um, I think that may bite them in the ass. Because the people that saw that who said, oh, that looks interesting, are going to be pissed off when vampires show up. And the people that are waiting for the vampires to show up are pissed off that it wasn't in the trailer and think they fucked up the adaptation. Right. You know, I, I don't think it was a, a super smart move. Uh, you don't have to show your whole hand, but it... it, it Explain it, what the show is going to be, yeah, you know? It, it presented a completely different idea of what the show is. It... It almost looks like, you know, a highway to heaven with some drinking and swearing. It looks like it could be a traveling preacher going around helping people. See, that's... Yeah, that's that's very, very odd to me. And I have not watched that yet either. So I'm not exactly sure well, you what know, to make of it. I, I'm not upset with the casting, um, but somebody made a really good point in one of the articles I read on that, and that was that uh, Jensen Ackles should fire his manager for not getting him that job. Wow. Uh, yeah, really, he should, because I realize after the fact that he would be yes, perfect as Jesse Custer. Without a doubt, and I never thought of that before. Neither had I. Yeah, definitely <laughs> better than Howard Stark. Yeah, But um, but that would mean Supernatural would have to end, so no. Come on, he could do two shows. Yeah, probably. I'm sure it's going to be 12 episodes. They could work around it. Um, did you see here that Krypton is still in development? We I did. It's sci-fi, and they're saying it's going to be a prequel to The Man of Steel? Apparently, yeah. Um, you know, I'm having a real hard time getting excited about that. Yeah. Um, when you hear about a, a sci-fi um, DC show, like Sci-Fi Channel DC show, yeah, yeah. that's got me a little worried, too. Well, you know, there is some other sci-fi news. Um, yesterday it was announced Z Nation was renewed for a third season. Seriously? Seriously. Now, are you still watching that? I am still watching and loving every ridiculous B-movie second of it. It is just a fun show. Okay. Uh, again, another channel I don't have. You know you know what's funny is The Asylum started off with all these... Um, um, B, actually, I might even call them C-movies. And then they turned, went on to Sharknado and all that stuff, which was just ridiculous. It almost feels like they finally found their feet because this show looked like it was going to be just, you know, Sharknado the show, but with zombies instead. Uh, they've really found their footing between Sirius and the level of camp they want uh, because it's just fun to watch. It's, it's not The Walking Dead. It's not going to win an Emmy, but I would be sad if it didn't get renewed. And because they're not afraid to do stupid shit, you're, you're getting to see things that... Um, you would never see anywhere else. Like they had zombies that were being that that were got exposed to chemicals or whatever in a greenhouse. They you know so they have the, these plant zombies. They they look like swamp thing. Um, 
it, they're just messing around with stuff, it, it, and it's it's very comic booky, and it's just a lot of fun. See, that's one I'd like to check out too. Like, if I mean, are these seasons coming out? Are these showing up on Hulu? Are they going I anywhere else? I think Z Nation is on Netflix. I think uh, season one. I mean, I still have Netflix. I may need to look into that. It's a fun show, and you just have to to understand that they're. It's not that they're making a bad show. That I think they're making exactly the show they want to make. And I think that's why it's working, because they're aware of what they're doing. Yeah, it's like a zombie show with a tongue firmly planted in cheek. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes there are more serious episodes, because they're they're playing it that, the, the dramatic part of it that closely, that, that there are some t- sometimes you can really take it seriously. Nice. Um, but when something weird happens, you're not pulled out of the narrative, because you kind of expect it to be there. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, interestingly enough, um, the company that makes that uh, has us do their closed captions. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I haven't been told I'm not allowed to say that. Then I guess you can say yeah. that. I, I've been uh, sent an email to the, the girl that handles all the, the closed captions for uh, the uh, asylum. It's kind of cool. You ought to try and maybe throw some ideas at them, see if something sticks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to push it too much. I've just just now secured that I think I'm okay with my job. So, because you know, they're putting me on the website and sending me a T-shirt, I don't want to push it too far. Maybe in a couple of years. It is cool though. We do have um, quite a few big customers. I'm not gonna go nuts on it. I'm only said that because it's topical to what we're talking about. But um, moving on, I'm trying to see what other notes I had. Did you see they're making remaking Jumanji? No, they are. Yeah. Why? Why does it need to be remade? Is that your question? Yeah. I would agree with that. What was wrong with the original? I don't know. And it doesn't feel like uh, the kind of property that they're remaking because they think they're going to make a billion dollars on it. Do you think it's kind of the morbid curiosity of they're remaking something that was a Robin Williams staple and now... I would like somebody to explain that logic to me. The star just died. Let's remake his movie," said no one ever. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't really see how that can be a thing. That's the whole logic behind the phrase "morbid curiosity" in that frame of reference, though. I mean, you get that. But it's not morbid curiosity if they remake the movie without him. He's not in the movie. I gotcha. <laughs> that doesn't make I any totally sense. gotcha, but. Okay, if you want to know... Why else? Speaking of morbid curiosity, though, uh, or maybe not quite morbid, but um, as we were talking a little while ago off mic, um, Marty McFly and Doc Brown showed up to the Jimmy Kimmel show, and you said you had not seen that clip. I have not, and this was on Back to the Future Day, right? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Okay. And I watched the clip. Um, you should really check it out. I should have shown it to you before we went back on mic. I'll tell you, for years they were said, no, we're never going to make a sequel. And, you know, I would see Michael J. Fox. You know, he had a couple TV shows in the show. Well, you know, I mean, if he wasn't the main focus or whatever, I, you know, I think he could do it, all this stuff. Now I know why they're not remaking it. Because um, he's, in, he's in rough shape, first of all. Uh, he did, considering his issues, uh, man, I mean, he did the best he could. He, he clearly was trying very hard. But it's not just him. Um, uh Christopher Lloyd looks like he's lost his mind. Uh, like, like Jimmy Kimmel had to remind him of lines. He really seemed like he was just off somewhere else. Like, he's not that old, and he's been in stuff recently, hasn't he? 
I'm not sure. I am pretty sure he has, and I just... It, it felt like, I mean, to be, I expected, you know, when, when Michael walked out that, you know, we were going to see what Huntington's has, has done to him. But then I was like, holy crap, what's wrong with Doc Brown? Um, they both seem to be in rough shape. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, they, they barely made it through a 10-minute skit. I, I don't, there's no way they could do a movie. And it made me very sad. Um, so the only hope for Back to the Future is a reboot of the series. Pretty much, which they've said they're not going to do. Which they should not do. Those are phenomenal classic movies. Even three I enjoyed thoroughly, and that was kind of a shitstorm. But. Yeah. Made me sad. But, you know, it it was good to see them again. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, only time we're ever going to see that. Um, And the funny thing is, Michael really seemed really into it. Um, Like, really trying to play McFly. Um. but you could see him struggling. Obviously, there's there's motor skill issues with uh, Huntington's. It's Huntington's, right? That he has? Is it Huntington's or Parkinson's? Parkinson's. I'm sorry. It's Parkinson's. Man. I, I didn't want to correct you because I wasn't sure. Yeah, anyway. it's, you're right. It's Parkinson's. Um, but even with all that, it seemed like he was keeping uh, Christopher Lloyd <laughs> on script. Yeah, <laughs> between him and Jimmy Kimmel, they were trying to make sure he... Because there were a couple times where he clearly did not know what his line was, and somebody had to, to pull him back into it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I want to do some uh, looking into that because something is going on there. Now, for sure. while we're on this train of thought, Back to the Future, were you aware there was a Back to the Future animated series? No. They collected it on DVD and released it like in conjunction with Back to the Future Day. Like This was from like the late 80s. I don't remember that. I, I have a picture on my phone to prove. Oh, I believe you. But, uh, yeah, and, and another friend of the family here, um, Josh Grosvent from K-Rock, huge Back to the Future fan. So when I stumbled across this, I, I sent it to him saying, um, did you know about this? And he had no clue either, so I wonder if this is another Berenstein paradox thing that maybe now that we've we've crossed over universes, now we get back to the future of the animated series. Did you mm. bring that up to Josh? No, but I should. You I should, just thought yeah. of that. That may blow his mind. Yeah, I uh, I had no idea. I would think that I would know that. Yeah, was totally unaware of that. Totally. But it also made me very very curious. Are you going to watch it now? I'd like to, but I really don't want to spend the money on it. So if anybody out there went and bought it, you know, feel free to send it my way. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm sure our fans are lining up to send you free shit. You know, they should. No, I'm just kidding. They should not. Unless it's money to help keep the show going, because that would be fantastic, and we would not say no to that. No, we would not. But speaking of free shit, um, did you know that Walking Dead No Man's Land was released for Android about two weeks ago? Is that the... Mobile app, the game? The mobile game, yeah. Very cool. Doesn't cost a thing. Um, I've been playing it now for about two weeks. Uh, I wanted to make sure I brought it up because it's a pretty awesome game. Is it? It's very much like XCOM. Now, you probably don't remember XCOM. Anybody who's a gamer probably will know what that refers to. It was a uh, um, grid-based, turn-based strategy game from, I want to say, the early 90s about um, defending the Earth from aliens. Um, Cult following, they've now redone it. Uh, There's a new version which also has garnered all sorts of praise 
But unlike the other Walking Dead game they have, uh, Road to Survival, which is just a money pit uh, with greedy developers who are trying to take all your money and give you absolutely nothing for it, and it's a very shallow gameplay. Uh, it's the equivalent of like a card collecting game. You don't collect cards, but it really feels like it. And uh, just to, to give you a, a framework for this, um, to buy a character, okay, a, a random draw, hoping to get a four-star character, it's 250 gold in that game. You can get a thousand gold for about twenty bucks. Ouch. It gives you like four draws. Okay. They say every thirty-five draws, they guarantee you something. Okay, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. Said that two fifty. Yeah. Thousand for twenty dollars. That's a, so. That's five bucks a draw, basically. Pretty much, yeah. About okay. five bucks a draw. Now I can tell you, I earned. A, I was um, in the beta, so I had some some extra gold for doing that, and I've gotten some gold. Gold is very hard to come by. I mean, you almost can't earn it in game. It, it's so hard to get. Um, never pulled a full four star character ever. In fact, I would sit there and I blew through once. I did four draws in a row and drew the, the same crappy three star character four times in a row. Really? Yeah. Um, was really pissed off about it, and. I mean, there are a lot of a lot the the fan base, if you want to call them that, are very vocal about no, not liking that. The thing that pissed me off the most was uh, my last the last time I played it was right after Walking Dead No Man's Land came out. I decided to fire it up. I had enough gold for one more draw. I went and drew it. Got that same character that I'd gotten four times before. Ouch. Two days later, they have a new thing for the same amount, two hundred and fifty gold, um, guaranteed four star character. And I really needed one for my squad. Because I couldn't progress any farther without it. No matter how how hard I worked, it was just you can't get any farther without it. Uh, really, not a good setup. And I think it's going to die now that a much uh, superior game is out, oh, uh, no, which no, is sure. not a money pit. And I would, they, they, I mean, they're not offering. They're still gold. They always have gold, but gold seems to be in the in no man's land just for speeding up things if you don't want to wait. And you have a speed up uh, progression on a character. It's two pieces of gold or something like that. It's not ridiculous. Uh, it seems like everything can be earned in game. Um, there's no pay barriers for progress, and the fact that it's a strategy game, you you go into a level, you you can pick three characters. There's different kinds. There's scouts who have knives. There's shoot, uh, hunters with guns, things like that. And you've got a, a board. You're seeing it kind of from top down, but a little bit to the side. It's like isometric 3D sort of. And you have to go through the level, or whether it's open up all the boxes or search for stuff or just make it to the exit or whatever. And there's you know zombies there, and you can. Um, just like XCOM, if you only use one action point, you can still attack. If something comes at you, you can attack it first. If you use both action points to move, you're um, screwed. That's if they come attacks. up, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you, if you're close enough, you can use it and attack. Anyway, that that's basic strategy stuff. What's neat is every time you open a box or a car trunk or whatever, it sends out a sound wave. Now, random or walkers, it'll tell you, you know, five turns until you know three walkers show up. But every time you make noise, it adds walkers to that. Uh, every time you fire a gun. It adds walkers to that. But there's some levels where you need to have a gun. Because a gun can take out, like earlier this morning, I took out five walkers because they were all in one line. I positioned. Well, nice, Todd. Yeah. Um, so there are some uh, levels where you really need to be able to take out larger numbers of them while the other characters do stuff. So there's a lot of strategy involved. Uh, I I'm really enjoying it so far. I think uh, if you guys are Walking Dead fans, you should pick it up. It's a well-made game, and it doesn't look like they're trying to rip us off. If you don't want to pay any money for it, just put some time into it, you know? I am going to be so horrible at that game. Uh, the other cool thing, too, is at the end of each level, they give you nine treasure chests, 
and it'll say whether you know either there's bronze level things or maybe there's one gold or in one silver or two silver whatever there's special chests there that give you better prizes every time you clear a level you get to open three if it's a normal level they give you the option of paying 25 gold to open three more or watch a video okay this, this is smart because a lot of games you can watch videos for free gold but you only do like two or three and then that's it and then they run out of videos and you can't ever do it again every time you clear a level that's a normal level the the special ones they don't let you do this you can always watch a video to open three more chests so hit watch video 29 seconds later you're opening three more chests there doesn't seem to be a limit on that and you can still pay another 25 gold to open the remaining three chests what I like about that though is they're making money on that advertisements they're, they're, they're saying hey you can do one of these two things if you want to be a free player do this and it makes us money we'll give you the prize right you know I, I don't ever feel like I'm being forced into a corner I'm not pissed off at the monetary system of the game which That's happens good. a lot so Walking Dead No Man's Land um, awesome game uh, check it out do we have book club recommendations this week I do I, I did re read something this week that I'm going to recommend. How about you? I do. I, I am all prepared. I am minimally re repaired. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say minimally re-something else. <laughs> Retarded. <laughs> Sorry, that's not an acceptable term anymore. <laughs> that really was where I thought you were going. <laughs> um, I am minimally prepared. I uh, And this should come as no surprise to anyone who's ever listened to me discuss comic books. I am recommending this week Marvel Comics all new, all different is their their term for the new stuff, right? Yeah. Nova number one. Nova? I've never heard of that. What's that? <laughs> yeah, you've never heard me talk about Nova before. Uh, they've just relaunched, as they're doing with just about everything. It's uh, had an eight-month jump in time. All of our titles have in Marvel. And uh, it picks up where we now have two Novas. Sam Alexander, who we've been following, and his dad. His dad's back being a Nova. And it's just really cool to see the family dynamic in action. And I noticed that's a lot where I've been gravitating towards lately. I mean, that, that was my big thing with Ant-Man, was the family aspect of it. And now this. It's just a cool interaction to see almost like Sam is like the sidekick now. Yeah. You almost get a Batman and Robin vibe off of it but with a twist. I mean, it, it takes a lot of the pressure off of Sam, which you could see realistically. I mean, this is a 15-year-old kid. His dad's back to help shoulder the burden of all this stuff now, so Sam gets to be a kid again. The issue opens up with Sam at a movie with his friends. So you get to see it, and they're, they're typical kids. They're talking through the movie, and there's people yelling at him. <laughs> and it's a sci-fi movie, and uh, the kids are, you know, making fun of aspects of the plot. And Sam's like, yeah, and look at that starship. It would never be able to do such and such because of the shielding and blah, 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 basically giving away his experience of being a space-based <laughs> hero. And he's just kind of like, oh, and it was great. So I know a lot of people are still bitching about Sam being Nova instead of Rich Rider, which I also would rather see. Richard Ryder back is Nova, but you know what? Give the kid a chance. Check this out. There's a there's an interesting twist at the end of it that I'm not going to give away. That's uh, that's definitely going to want to make you pick up issue two as well. So I say, if you have the opportunity, get right out to Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shabbatown Mall. 
see our buddies there, grab a copy of Nova Number One. You will not be disappointed. You know what else you can get at Cloud City Comics and Toys? In the shopping town mall. In the shopping town mall. Yeah, sorry, I, I suck at that. <laughs> um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three, which is my uh, my pick for this week. That's uh, on my list too. I haven't read it yet, but go ahead, spoil because I haven't read, read issue two yet. Okay, it, it, and then while it seems like an easy pick because it's a more mainstream pick, um, you know, I, I Spider-Man and Batman are my two, you know, main comics, and I try not to talk about them, but uh, this whole all new all different thing has certainly uh, changed things up a little bit now, and I'm a little thrown I hope we get some backstory at some point but uh, the general idea of Amazing Spider-Man is after whatever happens with Secret Wars uh, Peter Parker is now it's not it, this is bigger than big time this makes um, big time you remember the, the big time arc this makes big time look like he was a, a shift manager at Applebee's okay he is now a world globe trotting uh, businessman Parker Industries is huge. Like we're talking Stark Industries, huge. thriving. We're talking like this is the Marvel Universe version of Apple. Right? Yeah, 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 basically. And um, and he's uh, Spider-Man is now Peter Parker's bodyguard, even though he does lots of superheroing. But that that makes it easier for him to have them both be at the same place and disappear and stuff like that. Uh, I know that's been done before, but whatever. Okay. With uh, Iron Man, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> What's what I'm finding very interesting about this, and I wasn't sure because the first two issues, while good, I didn't have a feel for how much history was gone because we really don't know the state of the Marvel universe and how it all comes together um, yet. And I wasn't sure if that what what concerned me was I felt that uh, when they did this kind of similar thing with Batman with Batman Incorporated, um, I felt like it kind of lost the core value and heart of what Batman is. They're trying to make it something bigger, uh, which. I don't necessarily know works, um, regardless of Grant Morrison's best intentions. It's been a while. It has been. Um, I was concerned that the the fundamental aspect of Spider-Man was going to change, and you were going to see that smaller moral, I don't want to say compass, that same thing was going to be bestowed upon Miles Morales in um, the Ultimate Spider-Man book that's coming, and he was kind of going to take that over. Uh, what I found couldn't be really further from the truth. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 uh, begins with a, uh, basically, the Human Torch sees that Parker Industries is now taking over, taking over the Baxter building. And he gets pissed because Peter's supposed to be his friend and basically blows through one of the walls and one of the upper floors and starts a fight with Spider-Man. Nice. Um, the humor is there. And at one point he asks, you know, what are you up to? And Spidey quips back about $100,000 in damages so far. Um, That's great. <laughs> he's trying to get him to calm down, trying to say, no, Johnny, listen. It, it's a real fun story. Um, now, I don't know if you want me to really... Okay. You, you know our policy yeah. here. It, what, what really made me realize that, that the heart of Spider-Man is still there. Um, the book itself, not Spider-Man's heart. I'm sure his heart is still in, in his chest somewhere. Um, he finally calms Johnny down and says, "Here, take a walk with me. Let's let's leave the building through the uh, the, the normal way, yeah. blasting through a wall. You know, I have something to show you." They go down there, and right there at the lobby is a statue of the Fantastic Four, done by uh, Alicia. Alicia, uh, Alicia. Masters. I, this I saw. I saw that yeah. panel. And he was like, you know, this is the first thing everybody sees when they walk into Parker Industries. And I want you to know we're keeping the building warm for you, whatever, for when the Fantastic Four are finally back. 
you know. And first of all, that's that's that would be a, a, a Peter Parker thing to do. That that's spot mm -hmm. on with who the character is. It tells us that there is potential for the Fantastic Four to return because people have been wondering. The only Reed Richards they've confirmed is in the new universe is the one from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, the Deuce Dragon. Yeah. So we really don't know what the state of the Fantastic Four is, especially considering. Well, are they going to even restart it because of the whole Marvel's um, Fox th Fox so yes Fox thing. Um, there's been a lot of confusion about that. So, a, first of all, Marvel's still honoring the fact of the Fantastic Four existed. Uh, we don't know what this game they're playing is, uh, but they're certainly not crapping on the history. Uh, it also showed me that there is history, because out of a lot of these all-new, all-different Marvel books, I, I'm not really sure where what we stand. What came before. Yeah. Um, clearly, that came before. Uh, clearly, because uh, we see some villains pop up. Like, for instance, in the end of uh, Issue 2... Uh, you see somebody approach Rhino, who, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? He died in was it Mockingbird? It was somebody died a couple years ago in a. Um, I know because they referenced it because Spider-Man was very upset. You know, his whole thing was everybody gets out alive, and that was something. Anyway, I, I'm I, I don't quite remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Rhino. Somebody died fighting Rhino. Anyway, Rhino was returned and. The way they say, well, listen, you'll you'll you're gonna want to listen to us because they show his. Uh, do you remember him having that uh, his girlfriend or fiance? He wanted to retire, then they they sucked him back in, but his girl died. You don't didn't read Spider Man. Oh well, clearly they not only referenced her but showed her alive. So this means that that history is intact. In the end of this issue, Norman Osborn shows up appealing to somebody. He's got bandages all over his face, but Norman Osborn. There, there's history intact there. They're dropping these little pieces in there. I'm starting to wonder if really nothing changed other than eight months went by and whatever Peter Parker's breakthrough was turned his company into a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, you, you're reading more of the all-new, all-different stuff than I am, I think. I, I'm dabbling. Okay. Are you finding the same thing that it seems like everything's pretty much... There's still a status quo. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't feel like any history was taken away. It does not appear so, especially with Nova, because when when that ended before Secret Wars was when Santa's dad came home. So it makes sense that we're having this eight month jump. It's not mm -hmm. like all of a sudden he's here. Like that was that was the story arc coming to bring him home. <coughs> Excuse me. Thanks for that. No problem. Um, wow, I just blew out our levels on that too. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> and I'm still avidly reading Spider-Man 2099 okay. and that all has been syncing up very well with what had happened previously um, I mean they're fixing continuity with that like they're they're removing characters that they apparently didn't want to go forward with anymore um, and it was unfortunate because it was a character I really liked. If you're not reading it, I'm not going to spoil not. any of that. It's a fantastic book, though. Uh, but I have a soft spot for Miguel O'Hara. Well, we've talked about why I'm not reading Spider-Man 2099. Because it's not in 2099? Well, just because... <laughs> That's part of my problem with fr it. From the original um, run when they, they restarted it, I liked it, and I, I have a soft spot for Miguel O'Hara as well. I mean, I've read, I think I have most of those comics, um, Spider-Man 2099. Uh, I just, it felt like Spider-Man. 
it, it didn't what made that character special wasn't there. Now it may taken on its own merits. They may be writing a very compelling story and really good characters, but I was having a hard time getting past the fact that you could slot any spider person into this story and nothing would really change. Right. They are saying there he probably will be heading back to the future at some point. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Stuff that let's see. I, I guess I'm doing double duty on my recommendations because I'm kind of pushing towards 2099 now. Um, throughout the Secret Wars event, they had Secret Wars 2099, which followed the the ver- the future version of the Avengers. Okay. And a character from that is somehow in our own timeline now. Okay. So and that's that's about to get real interesting as well. You know, I I really really hope that they wrap Secret Wars up in a, a coherent way because while we've talked about how it's much better than Convergence and they're revealing enough bits of the story to make it compelling and start to make sense, what my brain can't imagine... I can I can imagine them wrapping up the story they're telling. I don't know how you get from there back to a Marvel Universe that is relatively unscathed. Um also makes me, you know, wonder then was this just a really good story they wanted to tell because it doesn't... I'm kind of glad it's not having an impact because we said that I didn't want a reboot of the Marvel Universe. It didn't didn't need to be done. Yeah. Um, But it does beg the question then um, what was the purpose? They could have pushed things forward eight eight months if they wanted to. Without doing any of this. They could have told the story of Peter Parker's uh, Parker Industries becoming big. I mean, they, they could have told those stories. I feel like there should there needs to be something at the end of Secret Wars that tells that makes us go, okay, I see why they did this. I hope it's there too, because right now this feels like it's the Marvel universe through a Quentin Tarantino filter. Really? I don't feel like all the books are like that. Just with the jump in the way that we're gonna have oh, to work I, backwards. Like the, the whole pulp fiction phenomenon. I, I was thinking Quentin Tarantino more you know, blood, guts, boobs, oh, that kind of thing. Insulting like, what, the, what the books police? are you reading? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting that in Spider-Man 2099 <laughs> or... Uh, well, there, there's... Uh, I just read last night um, Doctor Strange, number two. Yeah. And, wow. <laughs> I'm taking over all of the recommendations for the next few months, apparently. Um, and that's... Pretty, um... Pretty gory on a supernatural level. Well, considering that he's dead in Secret Wars. Well, he gets better apparently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's in it. It's 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 an interesting take there as well. And I've never been a Doctor Strange guy. You've just been a regular Strange guy. Yeah, I'm just with a no degree. Guy. Yeah, I don't have the PhD. <laughs> I can't say I've ever read a Doctor Strange comic. You should try the new one out as well. Yeah. It's interesting. It's uh. It will never get added to my poll list, but if it's a, a short week where there isn't anything out on the shelf, you know, I'll grab it. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's not bad. Um, the one that everyone else is raving about that I haven't even touched, Invincible Iron Man. You know, I'm super curious about that. Um, I started reading Superior Iron Man and just kind of dropped off because... Uh, I don't want to say it's because I didn't like the portrayal of, of Bad Tony. Um, it was more... I had there was a, I had a suspension of disbelief problem because if Iron Man suddenly became an evil asshole, the Avengers would kick his fucking ass. Yeah, why, why wasn't there any repercussions? That yeah. was my thing on that as well. Yeah. Um, is, so is he apparently not evil Tony now? Again, he got better, I guess. 
I don't know. It's, it's another one. I read like the first three issues, and then I just didn't care. Yeah. It's yeah. I watched him beat up on Daredevil, and that was about the extent of it. Yeah, same here. I yeah. wanted exactly three issues. Yeah. And I just, I really didn't care that he was even more of a douchebag than normal. So. Yeah. I, and, and like I said, I just couldn't understand why there, something wasn't happening with that. I mean, granted, people didn't know that. But the, the app he released, I mean, it was public knowledge that you had to pay lots of money every single day. I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it yeah. wasn't a secret, you know? I mean, Steve Rogers should have whipped his ass. Um, I'm just like, why is this not happening? Well, at this point, isn't Steve Rogers an old man? So someone else should... He got better. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wait, I still think he could whip Tony's ass if he didn't have the armor on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is Steve Rogers. Come on. It's Captain America. That's right. Now, have we seen the all-new, all-different Captain America yet? It's out there. It's uh, I believe it's called Sam Wilson, Captain America. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I um, have not even looked into that one. Yeah, there was controversy around that, I recall. A lot, so... Um, do we still so we don't have Falcon Cap anymore? Do he's have, he's doing the same thing. He's still got the wings and all that. Okay, because I was gonna say there's controversy around Anthony Mackie as well. I'm sure you read about that. I really no? missed this one. I know that they, they were, there's been a big who's gonna be a better Cap if Chris Evans is done with it. No, there was controversy because uh, they've been talking. They've been trying to find a black director for Black Panther um, because you know I, I guess they're they're looking at it as. Uh, significant to the African-American community. And uh, Anthony Mackie, who is a black man, who plays Falcon, who could potentially replace Captain America in the movies, uh, made the comment that he doesn't understand why we have to have a black director for Black Panther. Now, taken within context, I guess, if we're going to have a world where race is something we don't see, it's a sort of understandable comment. It's not the same as should James Bond be black. You know, that's a whole different conversation, even though people tried to shoehorn that in there. Um, it's just because this is, you know, shouldn't we, it seemed like he was saying, shouldn't we be looking for the right director for this movie, not just picking somebody because of the color of their skin? Um, he, which he follows it up with the comment, they didn't get a horse to direct Seabiscuit, <laughs> which completely removed any validity, anything he had to say at that point. And it was like, oh, really? <laughs> um, though, you know, I do wonder, I, I guess, because, I mean, there, there has been a, uh, a problem with there not being a uh, good representation of minorities in superhero films and comic books in general for years. Uh, so I certainly understand wanting to make Black Panther significant. And if you would know anything about Black Panther, even though he's never been a huge um, selling uh, comic book, um, powerful, powerful character. I mean, mover, shaker. When they get the most powerful people, the Illuminati and the Marvel Universe together, he's sitting next to gods. Yes. Okay? Black Panther is the real deal. Um, I just want to... I wonder, after he said that, people were, you know, coming down on him and all that... Does the Afri African American community actually care about the Black Panther character, other than the people who read comic books? Is what I'm curious about because Black Panther has never been high profile. I believe after the movie comes out, going to be a huge deal. But right now, do they even know who he is? Probably not. So I mean, I don't know. I think you always want to get the best director for the job. Yes. Um, 
So I kind of understand where he's coming from, but what a dumb analogy to make. Yes. That's <laughs> such a great quote, though. That's <laughs> if it wasn't such a long quote, it may be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get a horse to direct Seabiscuit. There you go. Well, there you go. You, you, you can use it. It's our show. We can make the titles as long as we want. Very true. Oh, just man, you, you know, and it, he's in a place where he could be replacing one of the iconic superheroes and being a black man playing Captain America. I mean, that that's exactly in the uh, spirit of what we're talking about here. And then to kind of pull the rug out from under yourself <laughs> was such a dumb comment. Shoot yourself in the foot, yeah. <laughs> but um, in similar directing notes, I, I guess um, Peyton Reed is being courted for the sequel to Ant-Man. Good. So they're they're trying to, you know, keep him on board. Which did you you see the they did announce a title for the sequel. But isn't it Wasp and Ant Man or Ant -Man something? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah, I, I knew that. Um So I mean that's good. I mean they're actually going to get some mileage out of that wasp costume they made. Good. They need to. Yeah. yeah um, and it should hopefully quiet down all of the whole misogynist uproar that had been hurled at them as of July. Because, yeah, her or any female strong leads, even though I would say that Scarlett Johansson has been a pretty strong... You know, they have a point, though. Oh, yeah. She, oh, why she, has she not had her own movie yet? I yeah. agree. I do agree with that 100%. And there's a story to tell there. Yeah. Um, if it isn't misogyny, the only, only reason I can think of is that... They fear they don't have a story that will resonate with the superhero hero audience on a level that will make at least half a billion dollars. Okay. We are all a bunch of comic book nerds. I would pay my $15 to go in and just watch her run around in her leather outfit anyway. Yeah, but you know... Of course, know, I also have a thing for redheads, but... I don't think that they uh, base funding for movies around that. I mean, they, yeah. they know it exists, but they're wondering just how many... Uh, people would do that. I mean, that's a tough call because anything that's about her is going to, if you're not going to have, if you want to do what we're saying is give a strong female lead uh, a movie, that means you can't really have Captain America and Iron Man show up to save the day, which means you need to take the superheroes off the table, which means you're stuck with um, non-superpowered uh, Black Widow, which means you have to keep it with normal human um, antagonists. That limits the story you can tell not in a bad way. I think there's a great story there to be told. But with uh, thinking about all of those things, you can start to see the conundrum that they're in. Um, the narrative they can tell is limited now. And they have to decide, is this going to be a summer blockbuster? I'd like to think so. I would love to see it. Um, I can see where they might feel that they can't come up with the right story for it to be big enough to warrant the, the money that they're going to have to put out on it. Um, that's tough. It's basically going to be female James Bond. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, I think the, the best way they can go about the story, and I mean, this just popped into my head, so it's not well fleshed out, which is nothing new for me, but why don't they tell the story of the imposter Black Widow that we had running through Marvel there for a while, the blonde, Yelena, Yelena, whatever her name yeah. was. I mean, make it like an espionage kind of thing that that's all of a sudden it's out there that the Black Widow's, you know, all of a sudden doing all of her Red Room activities or whatnot, and Natasha's out there like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what What good press she has garnered from being an Avenger is all of a sudden back yeah. to being tarnished, and like I said, not well completely thought out. 
But you know, the other thing that and it won't happen because they'll never get ScarJo to do it. But um, that story really probably deserves to be told on Netflix. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. She's she's too big of a name for Netflix, but that would make for a, a phenomenal series. Yeah, because it, it would need to be longer, and it, it'd be very similar, I think, to what they'll do with the Punisher. Um, so yeah, that's that's tough. Um, I, and I, I feel like they're trying. They're trying to, to check all these boxes, but they're they're not checking the boxes for the sake of checking the boxes. They're trying to do it right. I, I mean, and that's tough. You look at Ant Man as a film, and the film they produced was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah. Um, did did Wasp need to be part of Ant Man's story? Um, I mean, Hank Pym's story. I mean, I, I'd like to think so, but what they put out there was awesome, and it made it made sense once you saw it. Uh, I don't know that if they tried to to do that story, if we would have gotten as good of a movie. We probably would not have, because Hope was where she needed to be in the scheme of the story. She needed to be the one on the inside to distract Darren Cross. Yeah. That was her... her she was the quote-unquote inside man on it. I mean, that's... She was the access. She's, she was the motivating factor of the whole thing. She... If I remember correctly, she went to her father and saying, hey, he's close to making this happen. You need to do something. <clears throat> she yeah. was the watchful eye. So yeah. she was where she needed to be. If she came busting in in the suit, would it have been the same story? No. no. I mean, it would have been a fantastic visual. But, no. She was where she needed to be, and I, she's going to get her spotlight in the sequel. I just wonder if the only way they can really silence the voices is by making the... Um uh, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel movie or whatever. Um, man, I know everybody keeps talking about Ronda Rousey in that role. I, I don't think you're. Can gonna... she act? I, I, know, I've never seen the Expendables. There, there are some people who say she can't, and some people that say she does fine. Um, I think that her job requires a certain level of acting. Certainly not as much as being in the WWE because she actually throws her punches. Mm, yes. Um, but I also think that. It was somebody that's in the spotlight like like that. Um, she can be given direction. She has handlers and things like that. Um, she's in the public eye. I would imagine that when you're creating a character for film, whether or not the person playing that character succeeds in that character has a lot to do with whether you, how you write the character. Um, if you write it as Ronda Rousey playing Captain Marvel, like so, she can be more herself. I mean, because she is kind of a you know real life superhero in a, in a little bit of a way. You know, I mean, there's there's elements of that there. I think they can work around that. I don't know if she has acting chops, uh, but I think that uh, the fan, oh, a majority of the fans are really on board with the look, and she definitely. I mean, I, she's gone this far. Why not make her a superhero? I think the bigger problem is I can't really think of anybody other than Katie Sackoff. Um, who I think would be great in the role, and that's only because she looks the part. Right. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether she could play or any other actress out there. It's it's tough. Uh, it, man, I'm you know sometimes I wish I was making casting decisions in Hollywood, and so, sometimes I'm glad I'm not. Right. Because I don't know how you crack that nut. So you can go with a, a somewhat established actress who looks like the the person, or you can go with somebody who looks like the physicality aspect of the person. I I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Captain Marvel. I don't know. You know who I want to play Captain Marvel is a tall blonde man and have them start with the real original Captain Marvel. <laughs> but technically I would have wanted Paul Walker to be Marvel. Yeah. But obviously, A, Paul Walker is not going to be getting cast anything anymore. 
and B, they've decided that they need to start with Carol Danvers. So, and casting Carol Danvers, I am not sure. I, I don't have faith in Ronda Rousey to do it. I think we need someone with an established track record of some sort. Okay. I don't know who that should be. Well, you know, I think part of the reason that there's such an uproar for Rousey is this is supposed to be the Marvel movie that spotlights powerful women and good role models. What is Ronda Rousey in real life? A powerful woman and somewhat good role model. I mean, she fits that bill in real life. I think that's why people keep associating her with the part. And the fact that she keeps saying she wants to do it. But but there's some logic there to that. Um, I mean, you don't want to cast somebody who uh, has been against, I don't want to say against women's rights, but uh, an actress who looks the part but comes out and says, you know, yeah, I think a wife's job is to make sandwiches for their husband and do everything yeah. they say. You know, I mean, it goes against what they're trying to do with the movie. Uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey is the antithesis of that you yeah. know <laughs> she's probably you know good at she could kick just about any man's ass okay. so um i see where they're coming from that um i really don't have any more to say on unfortunately though I, I don't have an idea of who they could who fits the bill yeah i i and i've not read enough of ms marvel because she only recently became captain marvel in the comics right in the yeah, last I couple of so, yeah. arcs series i mean not arcs so i i couldn't really tell you much about her character other than that she was originally created to be the 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 female lead of Marvel's series. Gotcha. So she was his girl Friday. She was originally his Mary Jane is what she was. Yeah. So you know, good on her for getting elevated to key player status, but I kinda feel like that segment fell apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't invested enough in it. Yeah. Sorry. They, people, can't, they people, can't all be winners. The people are going to say that that's because we uh, aren't for female superheroes. Yes, which is not true. I am for original female superheroes. Hell, I would even be for a She-Hulk movie. That would be pretty that cool. That would be really cool. But, I don't know. And, and I should really be feeling the whole Captain Marvel movie since it's kind of the cosmic side of it. It's just not my thing. But I think it's because I was such a big fan of the original, of Marvel. You feel like uh, she's the imposter. Yeah. I could certainly understand that. We do have Jessica Jones coming up, though. I mean, that might turn things around. I'm very, very curious about this show. Yeah, trailer's still giving away more, but not much. Kind of wondering how it's all going to work. I did read an article saying that it's the most mature. There's basically uh, some sexy stuff in it, uh, which concerns me because, you know, we watched Daredevil as a family, even though it was hyper-violent. I'm concerned that my 11-year-old can't handle Jessica Jones. What's coming? Yeah. Uh, with some of the themes, like if they're doing a direct take from Alias, yeah, it's going to go into some dark, dark places. Now, the interesting part of that is um, this is their first step toward trying to do an empowered female superhero, I guess. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain there was a huge, huge um, uproar a few years back in the Alias series about butt sex. Do you recall that? Um, I remember hearing something about that. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene that really seemed like um, that's. It, it, they basically say it was symbolic of stripping away uh, the power from a female or something like that. Um, I, I read the article. I, I saw the panels they talked about. It really seemed like that's what it was. It seemed very out of place for what they were trying to do. Um, I hope that's not the 
<laughs> right. That's what we're getting in the show. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I thought Mr. Purple was the bad guy. Maybe it's the nickname, what he calls his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to see uh, David Tennant back in something, though. Yes, I'm glad to see him as part of the, the Marvel family now. You know, I really wish he'd gotten a, a more prominent role. I mean, I don't know how far he's going to go past uh, Jessica Jones. It's kind of sad, too, because he, he left Doctor Who on a high that seemed like he was going to go on and do great things, and everything's kind of fizzled, and it didn't. It wasn't really due to his fault. It was more the projects. Um, I mean, the projects he ta- he's taken, not like, you know, dilapidated buildings and the bad parts of town. <laughs> he, got, um, <laughs> he got roughly into the projects. The uh, same things happened to Matt Smith, though. He left Doctor Who, seemed like he was destined for big things. Terminator Genesis flops, pretty much. They don't have good track records. I mean, really, if you if you're either the lead on Doctor Who, just fucking stay there. Right. <laughs> well, what about Christopher Eccleston? Eccleston. Um, he went on to do Heroes. Yeah. He was the big bad in Thor: The Dark World. How many lines did he actually have in that movie? Oh, I don't know. I, I could really barely tell you what happened in that movie because that was one of my least favorite Marvel movies. Well, he was also Destro in G.I. Joe. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. But you know what's funny is that he, he got out of um, Doctor Who. He's a very personal man. And he said that you know uh, he, wanted to do, he wanted to focus on smaller things. He was always very uncomfortable with the spotlight Doctor Who shed on him. He didn't do high-profile projects, and then he left Doctor Who and immediately did high-profile projects. <laughs> Probably got some good pay- payouts on those, but I don't think they did anything for his uh, career. G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe didn't help. Um, Thor the Dark World certainly didn't help, because no one knows it was him. Uh, and all of his lines were in an alien language, except for Good a point, so, yes. And I don't really feel like they did anything but give him a fat che- paycheck, and, you know, good for you for that, but uh, given what he says his motivations are, um, I, I almost feel like... Uh, it was a step backwards. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I mean, when they had him on Heroes, didn't they have the character, and then they kind of it introduced him like he was going to be some big part of the plot, and then kind of lost him along he the way. Fizzled out as well. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be like a mentor to the main character, and yeah, I think he ended up either disappearing or dying rather quickly. I don't know. It was a long time ago now. So, yeah, I'd really like to know what he's doing. Well, how do we get on this subject? What the hell were we talking about? What happened to the Doctor Who's... No, how do we oh, get on that? Jessica Jones. Oh, and David Tennant, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really wish he was uh, getting a larger part because he is a, he is a great actor. I mean, he, I mean, women love him, first of all, and he, he has a the ability to really inhabit whatever he's playing. Um, you buy it. There's a, there's a level of um, energy there. Uh, that you don't see in a lot of other actors, and I'm afraid that uh, the character he's playing in Jessica Jones is kind of a one-off for this series. He'll probably be dead by the end of it, you know. Um, and I, I just feel like it, he would have been better served as somebody else. Now I haven't seen the performance yet, and maybe he was perfect for that role, and maybe that's why you know everything's great. But man, I think yeah, he would have been. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him as a villain in the the cinematic Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who has the ability to, to come back and still be menacing and things like that. Uh, just so, something a little larger. I'm trying to think of somebody off the top of my head. Um, I mean, even an X-Men villain. Um, the guy who leads the Hellfire Club. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, that was so, Kevin Bacon, though. Yeah, well, yeah but when <laughs> if Marvel ever gets it back. Right. You know. Um, yeah, that would be a good one. I actually 
could have seen him doing really well as Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not on the uh, the Cumberbatch wagon. Um, Especially not now. Have you seen the set photos that were released earlier this uh, week? Yeah, but... Again, were, it, it looks like it's all origin. Yeah. You know, what I... What, what bothers me about him is that I don't feel like he's as good as he... Um, I have a good analogy, okay? Benedict Cumberbatch is a really weird-looking motherfucker. Yes. Okay. So was that. so was Matt Smith when he was cast as Doctor Who. He's a very strange-looking man, and people were like, "Ew, he's ugly." By the end of Doctor Who, women were like, "Oh, Matt Smith is so hot." They've said the same thing about you know Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as his uh, run in Sherlock. Now, coming out of those two things, um, I haven't seen Matt Smith in anything past Doctor Who because um, I, I haven't watched Terminator Genesis yet. I have seen Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I didn't feel like he was playing... In Star Trek Into Darkness, he was playing generic English bad guy number one. I haven't seen it either. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't... Certainly, the, the character of Khan did not have the same um, gravity that um, Ricardo Montalban gave him in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, uh, which is probably why they didn't call it Khan. They made it a secret, and he wasn't Khan until the enemy really was Khan. Um, I just... Man, I don't feel like... And maybe it's just a matter of he hasn't matured as an actor yet. Because he's good on Sherlock, playing an antisocial, you know, whack job, genius. Uh, but I don't think he's that fantastic yet. I mean, he has potential, sure. Uh, but I'm just not, not drawn to him the way I might be other actors. You know, going, yeah, this guy would be great in this role. Uh, I mean, he's Sherlock Holmes, and that's... I've yet to watch that either. I want to check that out, because I, I, I'm a fan of the novels. Y you know what's funny is... I watched, started watching the first season years ago when it first came out, and I was like, this sucks, and stopped. And then it became a worldwide phenomenon. I went back, watched it again, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And I watched the second season. Um, I haven't watched any of the third or anything. Considering it's the kind of show that would usually grab me, and it's BBC, uh, it's surprising that it, while I enjoy it when I watch it, I don't make time to watch it. I, I just... And there's nothing wrong with the portrayals or anything. Everybody's great. The production values are great. I'm looking forward to... Uh, the continuation of uh, Luther more than I am um, Sherlock Holmes. Another show I know nothing about. It's a cop drama starring Idris Elba. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I just don't understand. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen him as Doctor Strange uh, rather than uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I hate saying that name. I feel like I'm saying a dirty word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, it just bothers me so much. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's the role out there that's really going to define him. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I think he's a bad actor. I just, I don't I don't feel that impact. They cast him as Doctor Strange. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I just, I wasn't, I was not overwhelmed. I'm not even sure I was even whelmed. <laughs> and he's on everybody's short list for everything. Just like uh, Chris Pratt is on everyone's short list for everything. He just needs to stay Star-Lord. I don't care if Chris Pratt does anything else. He just needs to be Star-Lord. Let him do the Jurassic movies, too. Okay, yes, he was fantastic in that, too. That okay, was a great good, movie. good. Now that you've given him permission, he yes, can go he ahead. he can go ahead and make the sequel to the biggest movie he, of the year. He was worried he was going to have to break his contract for a few seconds there, you know that? <laughs> no. Since we're talking about Chris Pratt, um, are you familiar with the show, Billy on the Street? No. It was on some random network before, but now it's on True TV, and it's, uh, it's with Billy Eichner. He's a, a strange... Comedian, he's an oddball too, and it's all filmed. It's like single camera, him running around New York City, 
saying stupid shit, doing stupid shit, like ambushing people on the street. Like, a lot of stuff he'll be like, for a dollar, and he'll just ask this, like, random question, and, like, as long as the people answer, he literally gives them a dollar, like, whatever their nice. opinion is on it. <laughs> and then the new version of it on True, he gets celebrities in and does stuff with them, and he ran around the streets uh, a couple weeks ago with Chris Pratt asking people if they knew who he was. And Chris Pratt would literally just walk up and be like, and give this, like, big grin and just stand there. <laughs> and I shit you not, and I hope it was just edited the way it was, but 99% of the people that they had on there had no idea who Chris Pratt was. <laughs> and as this escalates, Billy Eichner, he, he tends to berate the people on the street that he's with. <laughs> and he's, like, shouting at them. He's like, are you fucking serious? He's in the biggest fucking movie of this year. <laughs> and like, he like gets exasperated because he's he's a flamingly gay man, but that just adds his, adds to his personality though the way it is and yeah. the way he presents himself, and like he just gets exasperated with people like shouts at them and like storms off. Oh my god, you you have to check the show out. Okay, it, it's it's good mindless television. Um, the last commercial I saw for the newest one is he's running around New York with Paul Rudd. <laughs> Asking people if they would sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's the it was definitely my kind of show. It's it's good stuff. Another complete aside, but sorry. So uh, I don't know. We pretty much uh, touched on everything I've had for the past uh, couple weeks. Yeah. And as I said, I didn't really bring much to the table today. Yeah. Well, we all know you're a slacker. Yes, that's that's <laughs> what I do. Well then, uh, do you think it's time for the WTF file? Enlighten me, sir. Okay. We actually had two of them this week. Oh. I'm not sure which to lead with, so I'm going to lead with the first thing that I wrote down, because uh, I wanted to talk about this at PowerCon. So, I call this Hair Beads and Books. Actually, there's actually there's three things. I didn't even realize this. Um, that all three of them made me say, what the fuck? First one. Did you know that DirecTV and FX have an issue? Again? No, not with contracts. Um, I was looking into this because I was getting irritated that um, every episode of Bastard Execution I recorded stopped at an hour and four minutes. Even though it showed the show continuing, it would stop and, and bounce back to the beginning. And the same thing happened whenever the strain ran over. And I thought my DVR was acting weird because it happened last year, too. I started looking into it. Apparently, there is some kind of issue, and DirecTV says it's FX and their, their programming times they give us. But any show on FX in primetime, only on FX HD, that runs over an hour and four minutes long, even though it looks like it records it, it does not record the rest of the program. It's happened with American Horror Story as well. Um, now that I've looked into this, I've extended, um, I'm recording whatever comes after those shows as well to make sure I get all of it. I went looking into this. This has been going on for like three years, and DirecTV customers are saying, what the fuck? Can you guys not get this straight? Yeah, how does that... And, and, and you, know, you know what irritates me? And now I'm going to incriminate myself, but hopefully I'll be absolved because I pay for FX every single month. I am bothered by the fact that on a weekly basis, I have to go illegally download that week's episode of Bastard Executioner and then start it at the point at which my direct TV recording stopped. Just so you can finish watching Finish the show. episode, yes. So yes, this is their fault that you have to go to illicit sources. Yeah, they're forcing me to be a criminal, and um, I just 
if this was something that popped up this year or something like that, I okay. I mean, th things don't always get fixed quickly. Three years, they're aware of this problem, doing absolutely nothing to fix it. But that's. But you get the NFL ticket, so. No. That comes with Directv, doesn't it? You have it? to pay for it. Oh, I thought it was included. It's included the first year. Oh. You know, I'm in three three years here. I mean, I'm pretty happy with Directv, but uh. My DVR is starting to feel weird. I really thought it was my DVR until I started looking into it and realized, yeah, it always happens in an hour and four minutes. That's weird. Yeah. Spooky. Uh, the other thing, this is the hair beads and books. Um, I was in Walmart uh, a couple weeks ago. This was right before PowerCon. And my wife was looking at clothes for uh, our, our four-year-old daughter. And there was a woman with her, her daughter. And they were coming out of, because electronics and books is right over there. And I think they were coming out of the book aisle. And um, the mother's pushing her daughter. Um, cute little kid. She's sitting in the the cart part of the cart instead of the seat. Um, she's got about I, okay. I'm probably exaggerating about 400 beads in her hair. You know, one of those really complicated hairstyles. And she goes. The mother goes a Mickey Mouse book, and she's like, "Yeah, I want that Mickey Mouse book." And the mother goes, "What do you mean you want a Mickey Mouse book? You don't need a Mickey Mouse book. You can't even read." And then they go off down the aisle, and I'm like. My first thought, you're willing to spend a ridiculous amount of money, if not just on the beads and do it yourself, but to pay somebody to put 400 beads in your daughter's hair, but you can't buy her a fucking Mickey Mouse book so that she doesn't end up being a stripper when she grows up? I mean, seriously, when your kid says, I want a book to read, you buy him a book. Yes. That's good. In a world where everybody is on iPads and smartphones and they're making their brains fat and lazy, your kid says, I'd like a book, you go, don't go... You don't need a book. You can't read. You say, here, let's buy this book and this book. Yeah. That's I, what I do. I was floored at the reaction there. I'm like, man, she she shouldn't be surprised when her daughter ends up being a drug addict and a hooker because you were not fostering um, good habits with her. I feel bad for the kid, too. I almost wanted to buy her the Mickey Mouse book. I've been there. I, I've been very close to intervening with other people's children as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that maybe they didn't have the money. And, you know, when my kid asks me for something, I will actually say her, say to her, Honey, I'm sorry, I don't have the money to get that for you. There, there's nothing embarrassing about that. Maybe other people are more sensitive about it. But you don't say, you don't need a book. You don't even know how to read. Yeah. I mean, that analogy can apply to so many things in a humorous way, if you actually think about it. Um, you know, like, you don't need condoms. You're not even having sex right now. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I mean, you have to prepare people, yeah, or they prepare. end up in bad situations. Um, I just thought that was awful. That is, that's terrible. That, I hope that person just, is listening. To I hope podcast. so, and she should be ashamed. And finally, finally, the last little bit of the WTF file is an update on an old WTF file and I've sent you the picture Paul and it's up to you to make sure this makes it to the website I don't know that's what got us in trouble before I don't care <laughs> I ran into VagDoc yesterday I am driving through East Syracuse after picking up my older kids from their mom's house when uh, I'm passing by it was right before Burn Dairy and I look up and I see a BMW and I see the words VagDoc <laughs> on the license plate. And I grab my phone and hand it to my uh, 13 or to Lana. I go, holy shit, Lana, take a picture. She's like, what? I'm like, look, it's VagDoc. Now she remembered 
that being said or something, but she, I don't know, she didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, take a picture of the license plate. So she got a good, clear picture. <laughs> that was a fantastic picture, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, is that the same car you had before? It's the exact same car. Okay. I was like, holy crap. So so now, now we, first of all, just in case anyone was wondering, Paul did not make that up or doctor it. Uh, and any, the original story, absolutely 100% true, because now I've seen the guy. It's yeah. no, he's no There's longer a cryptic. Verification. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and here's the funny thing. He had on these blue-tinted... Don Johnson from Miami Vice sunglasses. Wait, wait, wait! You were close enough so you actually saw Could the see badge in down. the car. I, I from behind, um, shortish hair, looked older, might have been gray. Actually, looked kind of like Don Johnson. I mean, from back and side, um, there was somebody in the car with him. So clearly, he's not so much of a douchebag. He doesn't have friends unless they were a captive or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I really, I mean, I was not in a position where I could flag him down or do anything. We're going down the road. We stop at a light. Are you going to reference what the, I, you just kind of referenced it, but are you going to tell them what I texted you back when you sent me the picture? Yes. Paul said, you know, flag him down and tell him, hey, I heard about you on GeekPod. Um, yeah, it just, it happened so fast and he was turning, he was actually turning the way I normally would go home, but we had to go somewhere else. So, uh, I just, there was nothing I could do, but it, it was, it, I, yeah, I mean, Badge Doc is out there. If you find him, tell him, hey, I loved you on GeekPod. Yeah. Just to see what he says. Just be warned that you may not get a very favorable reaction. Um, as per our last update with him, he is not a fan of us. We know he's not listening because he only referenced what was written in the show notes about him. So, You know, that's funny, though, that... Uh I wonder how he found... Did he find us because you, you called the first... That that one episode of Badge Doc? Um, he saw it on Facebook. That's the only way he found it. It's because we referenced it on, in the show notes. And it had the picture. You should reference him in the show notes again just to see if he picks up on it. That would be great. You know, it'd be funny if we'd find out that this guy's really a nice guy and he was just having a bad day or something. He's not. He responds, no, I don't think um, he is. No, oh no, I, there's a verification that he is not. Uh, a friend of the family, which is what I'm going to say about all the people that are close to us, actually knows who this guy is and is really? a neighbor of his. And he says that our initial assessment of who this person may be is pretty correct. So he's a douche lord? Yes. Wow, any details? Not that I, I'd be comfortable giving away on the air. All right. Well, the saga of uh, Vag Doc continues. I can't wait to see what's next in the story. Yes, and <laughs> and just so everyone's clear, he did not take my invitation to heart and show up at Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. So that's still an open invitation. Anytime we do a live event, if if this gentleman would like to show up and um have words with me specifically since I am the offending party and all of this, <laughs> I guess. Um, he is more than welcome. Just for the sake of entertainment. Yes, just for, for all of your entertainment because I do think that that would be something that if we are approached by a gentleman saying that who he is, because I do know his name, um, I would hope that would be your cue to start filming immediately. <laughs> so... Because if he does hit me or throw me through a table or something, I want that captured for our audience. Not for <laughs> legal purposes at all. I, I'd take my lumps and enjoy it. That'd be fine. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I want that to happen. <laughs> Paul, I'll talk to Santa about it, all right? All right, let's see <laughs> if we can get that. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> well, I think that about covers it. Um, do you want to send us out? Yes, I always do. Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.